with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys are here. The boys are here. Coming out with the boys on Comcast Channel 26. What? On the televisions. On the televisions. Get a little bleed through. You got anything over there, Chris? You you sending me some national? Griffin, you still with me? You sending me some national? What's that? I got some bleed through. So... We're live at the ProView studio today. We're doing the program the way we always do the program. Good job yesterday to you and Robert. Thank you so very much, Van. Thank you. Nothing but good feedback yesterday. Okay. People enjoyed the program. It's almost like every time I take an episode off, it's the best episode ever done. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are very willing to I'm lie moving, to I'm, me also, but uh, I believe them this time. okay. There's yeah, I believe them. I believe them. I was out of town this past weekend, so thank you to you guys last Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Uh, I was celebrating a wedding uh, just right outside of Durango. I don't know what you know about that beautiful, but what is, is that the Ridge? I don't know what it's called out there. The Western Ridge of Colorado? I don't really know, but it's just a beautiful area, just God's earth. I rode a horse. Yeah. Did you really? I rode a horse. Okay. Everything's okay? I don't know. All right. You saw me at the gym this morning. Did I look okay? Oh, you rarely do. Uh, to but be, To be fair. It was baseline. You were baseline. Well, and, and again, I said gym, but what I meant was the YMCA Central New Mexico That's van. That's right where you and I frequent every single morning of the week that we possibly can. We were at the Indian School in San Mateo location. It's the intersection there, Van. Yeah. That's not what intersection means. I keep school. forgetting to take time out of my busy schedule to teach you the word intersection. It is fantasy draft week, so we're very happy about that. And the thing that we're most happy about with fantasy draft week is you get to put a lot of like work and effort into it. So... Whenever you're drafting, uh, it's about breaking it down. It's about doing it. But really this week is about finding guys to fill the empty spots in your league, Van. Uh, yeah. Everyone is out. <laughs> like, it's, it's for, every, for whatever reason. Everyone waits until the week before. They drop out of fantasy. But you've already done the draft order, so you've got to find new guys. And you tell them the draft order is already set. And then you've got somebody in the group chat screaming, Jonathan Taylor's off the board. Uh, the draft hasn't even started. This is oddly specific, Fred. Where is this coming from? He's got a lot of motivation in my life. <laughs> Suspiciously specific. But, uh, but no, it's a big fantasy draft week, college football, obviously. There were games this past weekend. There's games coming up this week. New Mexico Highlands opens on Thursday against Eastern New Mexico. That will be very good. Stephen Wagner will join us at 4.30 today. We're going to talk about the Aggies. The Aggies are playing this week. And then, obviously, the big one, the big uh, Puma. The big Puma. Big Puma? Lance Berkman? Yes, the Big Puma is this Saturday as the Lobos are at home versus Maine and uh, can't cast any shade on that game. Oh, absolutely not because R.I.P. the Cottonwood Tree that used to be in University Stadium, a.k.a. the Lair. It's gone. R.I.P. Tree. It's gone. Na-na-na-na tree. I was was tuning in the opening drive this morning. And about the best tree coverage I've ever seen in the history of all sports. They did a solid hour on the tree, (laughs) didn't they? It was as good as anything I'd ever listened to. Yeah. Strong work. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. uh, And the community engagement about the tree. The rich history of the tree. Yeah. Somebody put their initials in the tree. Mm -hmm. Someone proposed to someone under the tree. Someone one time in class said, uh, hey, teach, can't we just have class under the shade tree? Like, there were lots of tree-related stories um, but to my understanding, when a tree is damaged due to weather, that tree then is hit with lightning. 
Like that means it's a it is a a, a wonder bat. And uh, Miss Super Producer Stephanie Griffin, yeah. if you're listening, could you please reset the clean feed? Oh, there we're gonna have yeah. to have to figure out the clean feed okay. for the TV. Yeah. So the so as the tree goes down, that's a thing. Um, because people are are low key like seriously worked up about it. <laughs> like people yeah. are. They're not okay, and, and I'm, I'm into that energy. But you were at the press conference today for the Lobos. Was the tree the hotbed topic? The tree was mentioned yeah. by multiple media outlets, and it was <coughs> acknowledged by Coach G. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. And, um, not he's Coach gonna, G, the tree. R.I.P. the tree, not Coach G. He's in very perfect health. So <laughs> Coach G says that he's going to keep a branch. So he said an arborist took the tree down. And for a memorial, because it's been there over 30 years, the tree is... Well, tree that's what trees do. Well, it's a good. It's one of the good ones. Casted shade, not the bad kind of casting shade. Right. Throwing shade on the student section, again, not the bad kind of shade. For over three decades. I mean, that's a big deal. And I think I'm getting my numbers wrong. Okay. I think it's been around longer than that. Well, I, I believe you're very correct. It's been around longer than that because trees at 30 years old, not that big. Well, they might have pulled it in from a different place. Yeah. but Yeah. So, so, anyways, Coach G said he took uh, – he asked for a branch for a souvenir. So, the uh, – rest of the press conference went great. Um, the community engagement is Coach G's, like, number one issue, and he's trying to get other groups to attend the game, like, whether it's just not just the student section, not just the hardcore Lobos, because, you know, these two groups of people, they're going to be there no matter what. Your hardcore Cherry and Silver fans are going to show up no matter what. Student section, they're going to be there and support uh, their fellow students. But what is it going to take to get – peripheral community members like for example like the boise state game there's going to be honor a teacher day where you get to nominate teachers from the community and there it's going to be the atmosphere is going to be more kid and family friendly they're going to have areas you can take your kids and tents and shades and you know places to play around so i mean started off at the press conference the the biggest talking point was filling up that stadium how do we get the stadium full, and how do we keep it full? And it just kept going back to, it just kept going back to, we got to win, and we got to win the games we're supposed to win. I don't think anybody's jaded. I don't think anybody's as jaded uh, as thinking that we're going to go shock the world and beat LSU. You know, we know that you know we got Boise State at home. It's going to be a, a, a tough hill to climb. Uh, but winning is going to get people to the stadium. Yeah, well, and obviously Maine is a big because you get that first home game and on Saturday and Maine coming in is Maine like the name that draws? It's not. Maine is not the name to where it's hey people are going to come from far and wide to catch it, especially when you got like big games like Boise State coming or wherever you got other opponents where it's like if you are picking and choosing, you're not necessarily going to pick that one. But I do think that the Lobos, and I do think the excitement around the program is created a, well, it's not the opponent, it's the day. It's opening day. Right. Like, this is, like, this is the opening kickoff. This is, like, we're going to be out there. There's going to be tailgate stuff. It's going to be a world of, like, 
energy and ambiance around it. And I'm about to be that guy right now. Is this kind of the most normal one in two years? Is this kind of the most of expectation that you could have? Because obviously COVID-19 during the 2020 season, the 2021 season was closer, but it wasn't quite there. And this one, it's, you know, I mean, I don't want to call it the wild, wild west, but this one is to the point where it's, hey, you're back for what you remember it as Lobo fan. You're back with that opportunity. And when you were at that press conference today, which I wasn't able to go to, obviously, when you were at the press conference today, was there any emphasis put on, like, the fan experience? Was there any emphasis put on, like, what the enjoyment will be? Or is this a, you need to know because we're back to the normal? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it right there. And Coach G has talked a lot about this as well. This is the first recruiting class that has seemed normal. Mm -hmm. This is the first training camp that seemed normal. This is the first opener that seems normal. And this is going to be like the first tailgate that's going to seem more normal. It's going to be the first game that seems normal. So, Lowa fan, get out there, have a good time. And another thing Coach G said today, he made a really good point. There's going to be six, possible seven, college football games at University Stadium. You have to, as a community, realize that this is a limited amount of family fun entertainment that you come together as a community, support this university, support these student-athletes, and support Albuquerque as a whole. You only have so many opportunities to do this, and this is going to be the first one of a small amount. Like he said, six home games. You know, shout-out to Jeff Simbieta. They might make the the new New Mexico Bowl, Mm -hmm. which is a huge event. We all know that. But take every opportunity that you can to get out there and support your Lobos. Because guess what? Win or lose, you're going to have a great time. Well, in the home games, as you mentioned, uh, Maine, Boise State, UTEP, and then Wyoming, Fresno State, San Diego State. Uh, The main one is good because it's opening day. The other five are bangers all the way through. Yeah. Like there is, if, if you plan to go to five, go to six. Because like, the, no, the main game is winnable. Like, I'll be that guy right now. I'll tell you right now. The main game is winnable. I think the most entertaining game of the week is going to be that New Mexico Highlands Eastern Greyhounds. Like, that, that Cowboys-Greyhounds game, that, inter, that intrastate, like, like, two teams that aren't necessarily rivals, but the fan bases are going to be out in tow. And, the, and that's going to be, I think that's going to be the, the don't-miss game. You and I will be there. Sure. The game Saturday, Maine-Lobos, that is the one where... If it goes to Lobo plan, you should be able to uh, celebrate throughout the entire experience and not just the end of the game and the W. I think that right. you're waking up in the morning, putting on the cherry red, getting out to the field, doing the tailgate, seeing your friends and family that you may not have seen that way in years, that to me is the celebration that is the day, the opening day against Maine. And, and, and use this opportunity because Lobos are going to be the favorites. Not just because they're at home, because they have the better football program. They have the better athletes. And let's make sure we support our Lobos and don't turn it into a trap game. We have home field advantage. We have those two and a half, three and a half points on the spread because we are home, because we're surrounded by our community. Let's make sure we show up to the game and support the Cherry and Silver and make sure we start the season with a win. Because this game isn't just winnable. The Lobos are going to be favorites. And with Coach G and his developing program, we're not going to be favorites every game. 
hopefully this turns in the next year or two where we will be favorites for all these home Mountain West games. But it's not going to be the scenario very often this year. So make sure that we use the home field advantage to our actual advantage. Let's grab one, Van. Whenever we get back, there's a bunch of stories in the world of the NFL. Obviously, it's cut week. we got a bunch of cool interviews today. Steven Wagner will join us. He's from the Las Cruces Sun. We're going to talk to him about the Aggies. Josh Sushan will join us at 545. If you're expecting Isotopes baseball today, canceled, Van. Isotopes baseball uh, lost to rain. Rain out. Rain. So the Shucks. Sugarland can't figure it out. No announcement yet on the reschedule, but we will get that as soon as possible to you. So we're going to go all the way up until 7 o'clock tonight. That just gives me a lot of opportunity to talk about Albert Pujols. Mm. So we're going to make sure we do that. Today is Tuesday. That means we're just six days away from Labor Day. And you're like, Fred, what's this? Never got to Labor Day. I don't care about Labor Day. Well, it's our fantasy draft. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. So it's the friend of the show fantasy draft this Monday. We're going to do that live at Howie Sportsbook, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Uh, we went out last week, kind of solidified everything to check the internet. You know, we did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be out there. Come out, hang out with the boys. Uh, I know there's drink specials every night, but I think we're going to figure out something for us. And we got the whole deal. We got the hang-up draft board, put the sticky name, like the in-and-out experience of, of, of just getting weird. Sure. So we're going to do that. So wrap up your Labor Day with us over at Howie's Sports page. We will be there. It's the full day of programming here at the Sports Animal Service. So we're pretty excited about that one. And obviously we'll have our reaction to local football. We have all that stuff too. So next Monday is Cannot Miss. We are two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend van, the weekend is for New Mexico's vodka. That's Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're going to go early to this one. I know most of the friends of the show don't listen for the whole three hours. Like, I'm aware of that. Sure. Let's get this one out of the way, though. Okay. Um, I think I talk a lot about how... Your I, life got flipped, turned upside down? Nope. Okay. Uh, that's not what I talk a lot about. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Throw you for a loop there, brother? No. Terribly sorry. We need at least one giggle in it's, this segment because it's, it's about to get dark. It's dumb and stupid. So I don't separate the person from the performer. We talk about this all the time. If you are... If you are a, a difficult energy, if you are a bad person, if you exist in a world of, I don't know, negativity, uh, it doesn't matter to me that you are good at your profession at all. Like, that's the bottom line. And this cat for San Diego State, um, who's a punter in the NFL or was up until July. And by the way, that's, you know, why the team dropped the bills cutting because this story became public and only really caught kind of some heat yesterday so yesterday the accuser of matt areza i want to make sure i got that right sure. a-r-a-i-z-a and the reason i don't know his name is the reason you don't know his name because it's not worth knowing he's a sixth round punter out of san diego state so the accusation is allegedly he and two teammates um sexually assaulted a then 17-year-old student. Uh, It's a little confusing me on if this student is a student of San Diego State or if this is a student of just a high school in the San Diego area. The age thing was confusing to me, and I can't find 
any sort of explanation that is Unfortunately, my assumption that I read was that it was a younger person. So it's extra layers on how awful this is. 17 years old is the the age at the time. Yeah. So now 18. So anyway, so this thing comes out, and there has just been like a snowball of terrible after terrible after terrible. There has been... It's, it doesn't quite make sense how it went down. It doesn't quite make sense who was involved. But what it does make sense is something terrible has happened. And that's where it stands. And I don't think I understand why at such a high percent there are these types of character individuals that choose football as a profession. It is crazy to me. Well, what bothers me right now is it's a a double standard, possibly a triple standard with how talented you are and how important your position is. I see what you're doing. We see how heinous the Deshaun Watson stuff was. While it wasn't actual rape, it was a form of sexual assault, and it was done 20-plus times, allegedly. But he is a high-level NFL quarterback. This guy is a young punter. Yeah. The second this information came out, and the second the Bills were able to second the information, they cut him. I mean, if, if he was a high-level position player, if he was a, a stud safety first-round draft pick, if he was a quarterback, a skill position, they would have hung on to him. They would have helped him fight it. They would have tried to help control the court of public opinion. But here he is, air quotes, just a punter. And ironically, I lobbied for kicker Justin Tucker to be in the top 50 players in the NFL 100. But I get it. He's just a kicker. Just a kicker. Just a punter. Easy to get rid of. Adios. Get off our team. I want to... Hindsight's 2020. This is, uh, this is whataboutism. We're doing the what-if game. But if this guy was like a stud quarterback, this would not be the same result. Because the Bills, the Bills learned of the allegations. They still continued to hunt, to hang on to them until they could you know, justify the allegations. And then the second they could justify the allegations, poof, he's gone. Well, that doesn't happen to a quarterback. Any, any NFL starter in an important position, they're going to fight for him. But a punter, adios. I don't know, man. The- I mean, look, look at... Ray Rice, look at Kareem Hunt. Look at all these guys who've, who have been more high-prominent, better players in the NFL. Look how many chances Antonio Brown has gotten so, because of his talent yeah, and his position. What's interesting is, and if you're not familiar with the matter of stuff, um, go look it up. I mean, I could break it down for you, but it's, it's a very heinous act, as the accuser is calling it. But the thing that's so similar about this one, the names you just mentioned, is Ray Rice because – Although there's not video of the traumatic experience, which, as the way it was described in this interview, it's very traumatic. Yes. Um, but because this person did, and it was in a like an anonymous way to where it was like um, backlit, so they were dark. You know what I'm talking about, like kind of like anonymous kind of. And because there is this video, like telling of the story and 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 everything that occurred, that's what happened to Ray Rice. Ray Rice lost it because that video of the elevator came out right so he didn't get a second chance and by the way didn't deserve one they stood with him they who did 
the Ravens stood with him until the video evidence came out. Correct. Yeah. 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 The well, because in my opinion, there just wasn't an understanding. You know, I think the NFL had given six games or something, and then where the video comes out, it goes to a year, and the Ravens are like, "Well, we're you know we're done. This is a one." Yeah. Well, and I think there is a. There's a process. There's a legal process. Like, I get all that stuff, which, by the way, I don't think it was followed correctly. I know, like, universities have police. Cities have police. There's there's a bunch of ways to look into this stuff. But to me, the the biggest issue of all the issues is, regardless of his position or impact, I'm talking about, like, the culture and the character. I'm talking about why is there this idea at a too high of a percent in this one activity that individuals feel like they can – be above not just law but like moral code right like it's crazy to me because the number of football players in the country not that high the number of football players who commit crimes not that high the percent as those two things happen too high yeah i'm i'm not exactly sure how correct that is what what i've seen before is if you extrapolate the population over the nfl across the whole united states population that the crime percentage is pretty similar. It's not that far off, give or take. But I would like to just give kudos to the Bills organization and Bills Mafia right now because the second they got enough information, they cut them immediately. And again, I think there's an element of he doesn't play a premium position. He's not an all-world player that they have to cling to. If, if it was Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs, we might be having a different conversation right now. But good on the Bills organization, regardless of prospective X's in the equation. I mean, I'm speculating, obviously. But good job on the Bills organization for the second they got enough information on the, the alleged incident, they got... Sure, I'm into that for the Bills. And if there's not, I don't see all organizations in the National Football League that would do that immediately. I think a lot of teams would hang on and wait and wait and wait and wait it out. But the Bills organization, you can't piss off Bills Mafia. Right. They have the most fervent, passionate fan base in the NFL. Sorry, Raiders fans. But the Bills Mafia is the craziest fan base, the most passionate fan base. Yeah. And you can't piss these people off. So good on them for the second they got enough information, they got rid of them. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pro-organization, I'm pro-team, and I appreciate, I think, all the support you're giving to both those things, but to me, I don't think that's where the talking point is. To me, the talking point is, like, San Diego State. To me, the talking point is, uh, and it's not just them specifically, but, like, all, like, football programs, BM, BM, uh, uh, Yaffle, Pop Warner, high school, collegiate, uh, d- d- professional, professional, and not just the level of NFL, but whatever else you identify, like, to me... Because character is so very important. You can't have a culture where it's okay to think that you are above, like, number one, law, but number two, sanctity. And I'm telling you, I feel like, and I don't know what the solution is, because I'm sitting here saying, like, how do we help this this big problem? I'm a talk radio show host. I should know the answer. What I'm saying is I'm identifying the problem. Like, this is step one. I'll come up with a solution down the road. But step one, how do you create, like, a stronger culture to where at such a high percent, the people that participate in this sport don't feel like it is acceptable to assault others. Like, that's where I'm at. Hey, I get the bill. Good job, Bills. But I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the specific. I'm talking about the concept. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. When did San Diego State know about that? How about the 
the coaches, the support staff that have worked with them before? Well, allegedly, were there any kind of signs pointing to this kind of behavior? Could you the address this yeah. before until it's too late? Well, it's it's what did you brush under the rug before you pulled the rug out? And right. it's and you know allegedly, like like the Muni police are telling the Uni police that it's a Muni police thing, and the Uni police are like, we'll be cool about it. And the Muni police, municipal and university, the right. municipal police are like. Like, hey, we'll take care of this thing. Well, here's the thing. Like, as, like, Title IX and Title VI is written, it don't work that way. Right. Like, like students are protected for a reason for these things. And to me, that's, that's university. But, again, I don't care about the specifics of San Diego State. This could have been any college. Right. This could have been um, down-the-road college. This could have been state college. This could have been whatever. Like, this, this exists everywhere. I, I talk about how gross Happy Valley is all the time. Right. Like, there are some places I've been where it's the law does not apply. When the law doesn't apply, you unfortunately then attract people with a character that yearn for lawless. Right. I'm tired of lawless. And yeah, and if you create a culture that, you, that allows that to happen, it's the, you know, give an inch, take a yard, give you enough rope to hang yourself kind of mentality. If you're going to just allow these kind of character players to come in and run rampant because you're more beholden to the alumni association or whatever it mm-hmm. may be, your, your benefactors, if you're more beholden to them than you are the character and safety of your community, you're going to find this problem happening over and over again. Let's grab – got to grab them because we're hey, a shot, A quick shout-out to Coach G because there's a couple players that are starter caliber players – contributor caliber players who will not be playing in game one this year because of issues yeah. and again i'm not going to name the people or talk about the issues because i don't have the information on it but we believe coach g here at uh university of new mexico character football, guy character yeah. guy yeah there's there's exceptions to every rule um Stephen Wagner is going to join us. We're going to talk Aggies. Where we get back, they obviously open up this week, and that's a big deal. Stew it on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You know what's weird, Griff? You don't know this. Van does a very good beatbox. And I never bring it up until we're in a place where he's been drinking and there are strangers around. You don't say. <laughs> it's my go-to move. And there's never rappers around. No, never. No, it's all like mid-50s white-collar yeah. bearded men Correct. who could care less yeah. that I have a slightly above-average beatboxing capability. Yeah. We're at a board meeting because we were on the board of directors at a local credit union, and I'm like, Van, like, like didn't you say you were going to beatbox a little bit today? I was like, no, I would never say that, And I'm over especially here, especially like, in this situation. Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots. <laughs> what? That's not no, one. That's not it at all. Joining us on the Friend of the Show Hotline, Stephen Wagner. He's a sports reporter for Las Cruces Sun News. Stephen, making his debut Welcome, on the program. new thought. What is up, brother? Hey, guys. Doing pretty good. How's it going? Well, everything is just okay right now because we had you on because I was talking all that stuff about the Lobos, obviously New Mexico Highlands University, we're on The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was having all these conversations about football around the state, including Western and Eastern, and I just kept leaving out New Mexico State, Steve. I need, Stephen, I need to get pumped about New Mexico State Aggies football. Put it over to me, or, or I'm just going to fight it forever. <laughs> well, uh, New Mexico State, you know, they certainly gave fans, uh, I think, a fair amount to be excited about 
in their game against Nevada. Um, you know, obviously, this is a program that has been a little bit of a stranger to success. Um, you know, they they had that bowl win a few years ago, uh, but other than that, um, you know, historically they've uh, they've struggled. But you know, they brought in Jerry Kill. Um, he recruited pretty well over the off season uh, in terms of you know the transfers that he was able to bring in and. Uh, the guys that he was able to sign. And, you know, there's been a lot of anticipation building up to this season, I think really because, you know, it marks the beginning of a new era for New Mexico State football. And any time that you bring a new coach in, there's always going to be that, you know, aura of hope and excitement because you're excited about the possibilities. And Saturday against Nevada, um, New Mexico State didn't play great by any means, but they had a lot of moments, I think, where if you were a New Mexico State fan, your takeaway was kind of, hey, the pieces are there. Um, It might take a little bit to assemble them, but the pieces at least are there, and this is a program uh, that I don't think is hopeless by any means. Um, I definitely think that there's a reality where New Mexico State is leading that game 16-10 to 10 at halftime, and I think there's a reality where they win that game too. Uh, but obviously this is a team that's going to have, its, uh, that's going to have a fair share of challenges coming up. Um, this week they're playing Minnesota, and then a little while after that they have to go to Wisconsin, and those are obviously going to be two very difficult teams to play against. Uh, but I definitely think that this is a program where uh, you know you have to have some generally good feelings because you saw a lot of things that I think just screamed potential for New Mexico State. Van, before I hand it to you, I got a two-parter. Number one, yeah. uh, what was the money line on a safety being the first scorer of the season? Ooh. Need to know that because I missed that one big. And then uh, what's the quarterback situation right now at State? Well, if I had known what the money line was going to be on a safety being scored uh, for the first points of the season, I would have taken it. Uh, and I would be a very rich man, and uh, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I do not know what that money line was. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to uh, keep my eye out for that in the future, though. Right. Uh, I guess that's one of those things that you just kind of learn as you go along. Uh, and as far as the... Uh, as far as the quarterback situation goes, uh, Diego Pavia uh, was the starter. He got the start for New Mexico State. Gavin Frakes uh, came in in the second half and provided a little bit of a spark. Um, they've really they've had an ongoing quarterback battle, really going back to the spring. Um, I think everyone knew it was going to be between Diego and Frakes, and uh, I think the way everyone was kind of leaning was towards Pavia, just because. He, you know, everywhere that he's been, he's won. Uh, you know, he had a lot of success at Volcano Vista. He, you know, he had a lot of success at uh, at Nimi um, as a, as a JUCO guy. And uh, you know, he's always been he's always been undersized, but he's a guy who, you know, he makes a lot of plays with his feet. You know, he's not the biggest, um, he's not the fastest, but he, he's a you know he's a gamer, and you know, he kind of has that reputation as a guy who just kind of gets things done and he's pretty experienced so I think that was you know kind of the kind of the reason behind starting him um behind starting him on Saturday and uh first drive of the game um he really did look good he looked confident uh he had one 
he had one really, really impressive throw up the sideline where he stepped up in the pocket and delivered an absolute dime on the move. And, uh, you know, it was really one of those throws that made you go, wow, you know, that's why this kid is the starter. Um, drive ended up selling out. They didn't get any points on it. But then after that, uh, it just really went downhill quickly for him. Uh, he had four turnovers in the first half, uh, three interceptions, and a strip sack fumble. And any time that you have four turnovers in the first half, uh, that's obviously not a not a great success for winning football games. And that really that that really put him in a hole. Uh, and then Gavin Frakes came in in the second half, and uh, you know I really thought that Frakes played great for being a true freshman in his first FBS game. Uh, he goes out there, his first, uh, his first drive as, uh, as an FBS quarterback, they marched right down the field in like five or six plays. They scored a touchdown, and uh, he really got him back into the game. Um, he, uh, he made every throw they asked him to make. He ran the ball well. He kept it out of sacks. Um, I, I thought he looked really poised and really composed for a freshman. Uh, and then at the end of the game, uh, when they were down two scores and just trying to force something down the field, he threw an interception. But, uh, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think that's a turnover that probably doesn't happen if you don't have uh, those first four turnovers. So, uh, you know, right now New Mexico State's, Quarterback battle is, you know, it's still very definitely ongoing. Uh, you know, Jerry Kill said, you know, it, you know, the, the, there's there's really no permanent decision that has been made thus far. And uh, I think Gavin Frakes having the performance that he did on Saturday uh, against Nevada, I think that that really keeps this question. I, I think this really like keeps the quarterback door open. Uh, and I think it, uh, I, I think that makes this an ongoing question. All right, Stephen, I kind of got to play Switzerland a little bit in this Rio Grande rivalry, this battle of I-25. I lived in Cruces for six years. Uh, Masia still has a special place in my heart. Uh, I've been in Albuquerque for 14 years, so obviously I support the Lobos. We love Coach G here, everything he does in the community for the program. I want you to give me and give the loyal listeners your elevator pitch why should we follow? Why should we care about New Mexico State Aggie football this year? This is kind of momentum and buzz that we really haven't felt in uh, in quite a while. Um, there was very, very palpable buzz before the season started, um, and I think it's kind of continuing even though uh, they lost that game against Nevada. Just because you know, it felt like there was it felt like there was some real momentum. Uh, you know. New Mexico State did not feel hopeless by any means. Like I said, there's very definitely a reality where New Mexico State ends up winning that game. Um, but uh, bringing in Jerry Kill, who is a proven program builder, who has had success taking over, you know, programs that were quite frankly tire fires, you know, everywhere that he was at, uh, you know, he had success in Southern Illinois, um, and you know that was a that, that was a that was a program that you know was really in a lot of trouble and he you know he ended up turning them into winners um he won at minnesota he you know he's a former big 10 coach of the year um you know he's taken programs that did not have much and he gave them something and i think that's something that new mexico state fans have a really really good reason uh to be excited about now Obviously, this is not going to be a quick rebuild uh, because at programs like New Mexico State that have very limited resources, 
Um, there is no such thing as a really quick rebuild. But I do think that this is a program that is eventually capable of getting back to a bowl game. Uh, I've said before that I think this is going to be a five-year rebuild for New Mexico State. I think it takes two years to establish a recruiting pipeline. Then I think it takes two more years to develop that talent into a competitive product. And then by year, by year five, I think that's the year where things really come together and we start to see a team that goes out expecting to win. Uh, not saying that they don't you know, expect to win now, but I think that is going to be the point where the culture – that Jerry Kill wants to establish is there. I think that's the point where the talent is going to be there, and I think that and I think that they'll get to the point where they are very capable of competing in Conference USA. And uh, you know, Jerry Kill outright is an A level hire for a program like NMSU. Um, he's uh, I, I definitely think uh, in terms of you know coaching. No disrespect to him here, but I, I do think that he's a, a better coach than uh, than Doug Martin. I think he's certainly more accomplished. Um, of course, you know we we can't completely say that you know Doug Martin can't coach or anything like that because he did win a bowl game here. Uh, so that's that's obviously very impressive, but. I do think that the upside for this New Mexico State team is very bright. I do think that this is a team that is very capable of getting six wins or possibly seven wins within the next five years and getting back to bowl eligibility. So I, I do think the I do think the stars are bright in Las Cruces. Last one, Stephen, before we let you go. I know you have been at the Las Cruces Sun News covering a story of a local high school football player from Oregon Mountain who had a tough situation in Dimming over the weekend, and you put out today that the Las Cruces Booster Clubs are doing some fundraisers to support he and his family. Uh, can you kind of give a rundown on where that's at and, and how, if people are excited to, to help and contribute, how they can do that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Oregon Mountain's middle linebacker and running back Abraham Romero, uh, during a football game against Deming on Friday night, uh, he suddenly collapsed on the field. He was rushed to a local Deming hospital, and he was then uh, airlifted from Deming to El Paso Children's Hospital, where he has remained in the intensive care unit in a medically induced coma uh, for the last few days. And uh, it's a very unfortunate situation, but we've really seen the community rally uh, rally around this kid. You know, very quickly, all of the high schools have pled or excuse me all the high school booster clubs uh have pledged to uh, have pledged to donate um to the family and be able to you know just help out with various expenses you know whether it's medical whether it's travel um all kinds of uh, all kinds of different stuff and uh we recently found out that uh, the booster club or the booster clubs are planning on putting together a uh, a car wash that all four high schools will uh, will collectively host on Sunday uh, at a local hospital here in Las Cruces. Um, they also have a they also have web page or they also have a web page uh, set up for the young man and uh, those interested in donating are able to uh, are able to call Oregon Mountain High School uh, or there is also a uh, a cash up link uh, available on the web page but it's a it's a very unfortunate circumstance uh, but it's been very encouraging to see all of these 
local high schools come together uh, in support of this young man who has, you know, just had a god awful, uh, tragic situa- uh, situation happen to him. Um, you know, it, it's certainly so- something that you know, no one would ever wish on anyone. Uh, but it has been very encouraging to see the community uh, really rally around this young man. You can contact Oregon Mountain High School at 575-527-9430. That's how you inquire about making a donation. Stephen, thank you for taking the time with us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Stephen. Stephen Wagner of the Las Cruces Sun News. Good dude. Super good dude. When we get up, we wrap out the bottom of the hour. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. You were doing this radio show yesterday? Correct. So during the radio show that you were doing yesterday with Robert Gibson, Albert Poles had another home run? Yes, he did. So that's 694. Correct. That puts him six off. So we have decided, and by we, I primarily mean me. Yes. That during broadcast now, moving forward, we are going to give real-time Albert Pujols at-bat updates for the remainder of the, uh, until he hits 700. So up until the very last game of the season. Okay, that's a little excessive. It doesn't matter. That's a little okay. We're gonna have to do like updates during the day on our social media whenever he comes up to bat. Like when the they're in, game. when they're in Wrigley. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? We're just gonna when when they're on the West Coast. We're just gonna have to do our show till eleven. The <laughs> during the hours of this program. Okay, that's better. If Albert Pujols is in and at bat, which by the way in the lineup today, DHing, okay. playing in Cincinnati, beating up on them Reds, who by the way. Steady have a losing record. We're going to give in-game Albert Pujols at-bat updates. I can dig that. That's the plan. I'm into you, it. Your love of Albert Pujols yeah. only rivals my hate of Alex Rodriguez. What's your problem with Alex Rodriguez? He keeps getting to marry Jennifer Lopez over Every and over time. again. Yeah. How many times does he get to do that? And I don't. Why do you keep pressing reset on the best game you've ever played? <laughs> Just keep playing it. Speaking of press, or speaking of entertainment, the Hard Knocks is on tonight. We mm. didn't get. Also, we haven't done our Game of Thrones breakdown yet, which we will do today. Oh my! The did you watch Sunday? Of course, it's terrible. It is so good, and you're so wrong. Oh, it's the worst. It's it started off Mm-mm. ever so slightly above Mm-mm. average, no. and now it just keeps getting better and better and better. The, so there's one big plot twist this last episode of the Game of Thrones, and it's the exact plot twist that everyone thought it was going to be. It was not a plot twist at all. It's the most obvious and lazy of writing ever to create like a a faux conflict between characters that should be in unison. The princess is actually a lesbian. The, is that was your? Is that what you're going to bring up? The princess's girlfriend She's being groomed by the future queen. Is that is that the is that what you're talking about? You're actually talking about the first Game of Thrones. This one, <laughs> the second Game of Thrones, is the princess's lesbian girlfriend is actually not lesbian at all. And, <gasps> oh! Here comes the conflict. Mm -mm. It's the laziest writing in the history of all television. But luckily that's offset by HBO because Hard Knocks is on tonight. There ain't no dragons on Hard Knocks, son. There weren't no dragons in episode two of Game of Thrones. Yes, there literally was. They had a dragon standoff on a bridge. They wasted them all in the first one. (laughs) Here's all the highlights. You can hate on Game of Thrones all you want. It's not hard. Hate on House of Dragons all you want. But don't lie about it. What? There was literally a dragon standoff. 
There was multiple people no. riding dragons. I must have went into the kitchen to make bagel bites during that scene because it was... And you don't even eat Totina pizza rolls, you loser? You go bagel bites? Ugh. For like an HBO sitch? How are we even friends? Hard Knocks is on tonight. I'm jazzed for it. <laughs> Here's the note I wrote down, Griff, for the next segment at 5 o'clock, okay? Okay. Drug Rich Gang Atlanta. I can't wait to tell you this story. What? Yeah, get you ready. That. Get ready for it. Also, instant replay on routine plays is stupid. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You put one Aggie segment on the program, man. You put one. We put one Aggie segment on all season long. There's good people on both sides. Texter goes crazy. <laughs> the, we don't show the back of the house of the Texter. No. Some of these are very funny. Yes. There are some passionate Aggies fans out there, and there are some verbose Aggie haters out there. So, You'll never guess which text I appreciate more. Well, hold on. You're saying it like it's an obvious. I'm saying that these texts we just got, a lot of them very critical of the Aggies. I can't tell if it's from... Like scorn Aggies fan, or from like like jilted Lobos fan. Mm, like yeah, I don't know which one it is. That makes sense. Like, do you love them so much you hate them, or do you hate them so much you love it? Uh, a little bit of self loathing is like, what you think. Yeah. Like wow, which and like these aren't appropriate for radio jokes, but they're very good jokes. I can edit them. Would you like me to edit? No, because they lose a Would little Would you like bit. me to strongly edit these texts? No, it just <laughs> loses a little bit. <laughs> Albert Poole is not batting yet, so just heads up on everyone. There. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm just giving in broadcast updates of our pools. All right, Van, you told me to write down these four words, okay? You yeah. told me to write down drug-rich gang Atlanta. Correct. All right. I refuse to allow you to give me any of this in the prep. I am now ready. What up? I started to give you the Cliff's notes of this absolutely insane story, and you went, bub, 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 save it for the 5 o'clock segment. Yep, don't have time. Guess what time it is, Albuquerque. All right, I'm ready. Give it to it's me. It's 5 o'clock. So what happened was, and this is sports and sports adjacent. Okay, good. So the jilted Calvin Ridley who's on a one-year suspension for sports gambling. Allegedly. Okay. He's still doing okay, and he's been flashing a lot of bling on Instagram. You know who didn't like that, Fred? The aforementioned drug-rich gang from Fulton County, Atlanta. So the drug-rich gang... Has been such a stupid name for a gang. What are you talking about? It's an amazing name. I'm not sure if this is an Atlanta street gang or this is like the new hottest rappers on SoundCloud. I don't know if the drug rich gang is actually involved in a criminal conspiracy or they're going and saying turnt. What's crazy? Sipping on scissor. I don't know. Is whenever they walk up to you, they go a hip hop, a hippie to the hip to the hip hip. (laughs) How old are you? That's the name, Drug Rich Gang. That is the drugstore gang, oh, is okay. what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, the Sugar Hill Gang. That's so much different than the Drug Rich Gang. That is quite different. Well, you never know. What's the Sugar Hill? 
Because, like, yeah, sugar. You, don't, you, don't, you don't know what they're up yeah, to on their free that time. sounds very... But let me tell you what the drug... Rich Gang <laughs> from Atlanta has been up to. calling them that. The Drug Rich Gang <laughs> has a recently filed 220-count indictment on 26 gang members Alleged. for, count this up, Yeah, carjacking. Deal. Kidnapping. Okay. Robbery. What? Attempted murder. No good. Breaking and entering. All right, that's the least of all of them. Those is all the good ones. They're just missing rape and murder. Besides that, they got the criminal bingo nailed. But who are they targeting? They're targeting anybody <laughs> on Instagram in the Atlanta area who is showing flash, who is showing bling, including kind of current Atlanta Falcon, <laughs> Calvin Ridley. And they're, they're, they've targeted Mariah Carey. Is Mariah Carey safe? Mariah Carey. At, for now, she is safe. Uh, the Atlanta United goalkeeper Brad Guzon, Marlo Hampton, never heard of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, I use I, I always use the Real Housewives of Atlanta as like a punchline to my jokes, and I don't know anything about it or the people. Yeah, but what about what but about multiple if- Atlanta stars? About mm-hmm. just about any Atlanta star that's been on Instagram showing flash, showing bling, mm-hmm. they got robbed. By the drug rich gang, so there's a huge investigation. So they just dox them. They find out like their address. Is that how? It works? Yeah, yeah. If they if they show themselves showing off new jewelry, showing off a flashy car, doing the exhibit pimp my ride thing or whatever. They will find information from them on social media and kidnap and rob them. So this happened to Calvin Ridley. It happened to Calvin Ridley. Oh, yes. Damn it. Yeah. So there's a so he obviously won that bet that he got suspended for the leader of the drug rich gang, <laughs> whose name is not Rich. His legal name is Kenzel Walker. Okay, he goes by the street name Big and Rich. No, oh whoops, Clairvoyant. Oh, that's nice. First name Claire, <laughs> <laughs> last name Voyant. Apparently, the you know all gangs have tattoos. You know that's like a I think you got to put like your sure yeah your logo up or whatever. Um, RX is their logo. Ah. So there you go. And also, uh, these, Richard Xavier. Yeah. No, that's they, what it's for. Don't think so. Oh. But they, but RX means drugs. It's like a prescription van. I understand and that. And then they also, uh, incorporate many of the traditional monopoly symbols. Oh, that's nice. Including the millionaire man. Okay. Um, don't know his real name. That's a lot of fun. Mr. Moneybags. Is that correct? Just the monopoly guy, isn't it? It's, I just said, Griff, like a, what is it? I want to say it's Mr. Moneybags. I think you're right. I think it's Mr. All right. Today's I-9 Varsity, okay? So today's I-9 Varsity. What time are we doing that? Six? Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of assumed names, okay? Okay. So this is you assumed the name of someone, but that's not actually their name. That would be Rich Uncle Pennybags. There we go. Rich Uncle Piggybags. Penny. Penny or Piggy? That would be Penny. Unless Wikipedia got this one wrong. So I want to make sure I got this straight. If you're a celebrity in the Atlanta area and you own an Instagram and you're showing off your jewels. Stop. Stop. If you're actually jewel, be very careful. These hands are small. (laughs) Who's next? It's whoever they target. This is an interesting targeting, too, because this is not like 
You remember when we were kids and you would go to buy like a new pair of sneakers, but you go with a buddy, so you didn't have to walk to your car by yourself out in the parking lot. Yeah. The whole, is that a thing in your neighborhood? That was a thing in my sure. neighborhood. Okay. So like, this is not that. It's not just like, like no, like cloak and dagger figures in like a shady alley getting you outside the mall. This is no. This is this is Robin Hood, but Robin Hood kept it all. It's very hood. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, it's insanely hood. It's called the Drug Rich Gang. This, Of course it's hood. It doesn't get any more hood. Now, did, was Mariah showing... Because I need to understand the targeting. Is it like... You've seen those Instagrams where it's like a person is just like bending over at the waist, leaning into the camera, showing off like they're hanging jewelry. That's the thing. Or is this like Mariah is at an award ceremony and she picks up a glass of champagne and a ring is there? Uh, I would assume it's more of the former. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, you know, they're actually showing off. They're actually flexing their goods. Because they also target, like, Instagram influencers. Yeah. And, of course, that's one way you get Instagram fame and notoriety is you act bigger and better and richer than you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. And so they target these people as well. You know who I'm not worried about? And we met him recently. He was wearing... Like a very, very understated polo shirt. Killer Mike. And cargo shorts. Is it Killer Mike? No, it's one of the greatest pitchers in MLB history, Greg Maddox. Oh, no, yeah. He's Atlanta legend, Greg Maddox. You're fine. safe. <laughs> you're very safe. So, if, if he had on New Balance and high socks. I, re- yeah. I remember yeah. meeting him. He the could guy go with stri- the jewel He could go strike out forehead. every single one of us or go mow his Does nephew's lawn that? either way. Griffin, we didn't get any of that. What's that? Does the guy, is it Little Uzi who has the jewel in his forehead, does he still have that? Oh, he's so done. How would I ever have the answer if to that If that's question? actually him. So, oh, wait, I do know what you're talking about. He has the thing in his get forehead. It yeah. got ripped out in a concert. Uh, oh, my gosh. So he was performing painful. at, like, um, whatever the the equi- Miami equivalent is of, like, the Megadeth Woodstock whatever concert. Uh-huh. So it's called something. You know what I'm talking about. It's like a little four-day event. It's I don't have it Googled in front of me, so I can't tell you the name of it. But he had the thing ripped out whenever he crowd Crowd surfing. So he oh was crowd surfing. Crowd surfing at the Rolling Loud Festival. At the Rolling and Loud. A fan ripped a $24 million yeah. jewel out yeah. of his forehead. Oh just just like a, a, that Talik guy from Stargate. They were like, I'm just going to rip this thing off the top of your head. That was a very niche reference. Like Congratulations. Arnold, like Arnold Rimmer from Red Dwarf. They just ripped the thing right off his forehead. R.I.P. little Uzi Vert's jewel. Did he get a new one back? I don't know. Who's that had to have been so painful. That was my question. That jewel looks so stupid in his head. You ever see that movie with Dennis Quaid where he's like a spaceman and he has a, an <laughs> alien friend? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the uh, yeah, enemy mine. Enemy. He looks like Zamis. Yes, he looks like <laughs> his forehead looks like Zamis' cheeks. That's how stupid he looks. Is that Maurice' cheeks' cousin? That's oh, damn good. Sorry, cut that one off. Here we go. If we need that one for a promo, or <laughs> we get back. If you play golf, you don't have to play. With the friends you've always played with. you got options. You can play with the friends who pay you a whole lot freaking more. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend 
the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka Teller Vodka. Don't forget, September the 5th, if you are a friend of the show, we're doing a fantasy draft over at Howie Sportsbook, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. And then every Monday, we'll be live for Monday Night Football. We're starting our Thursday Night Football coverage September 17th, following the Isotopes' conclusion of their season. And we will let you know at that time, or well, a little bit before, where we will be for Thursday Night Football. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Yeah, we are. Welcome to the program. We're just now becoming a friend of the show. Welcome to being a friend of the show. New friends of the show and old friends of the show. Kind of a lot of them. Look, we're. Uh, I'm going to kick some people out of the friend of the show league. Oh God, <laughs> what? By the, the way, crap. No, don't don't get worried, uh, Jeff Grammer. We're not going to kick you out of the industry league, but we're trying to give away free stuff for the friends of the show, and they're sitting there on their emails. So I'm going to boot them out of the league. I'll tell you what. I'm opening it up to two more people today. <laughs> Shut up. You are not. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. We got two spots. Mad. We got two spots open. <laughs> no, we don't. And yeah, we do. The friend of the show league where you get the chance to win free stuff at the end of the year. Play a little fantasy football with the boys. Uh-huh. Two spots open. 505-246-0610. Do you mean you Give have- us your name and email or go to at TalkABQ on Instagram and Facebook. Do we have our own teams or do we sharing a team? We're sharing a team. No, I'm out. We're, I'm- sharing-, we're sharing teams again in both leagues. We're 100% not. Also, we missed the Albert Pools at bat because... We were at commercial break, but just heads up, he did not hit a home run. So. No, he didn't. Tommy Edmond did, though. Tommy Edmond did. No one cares. The I'm not sharing a team with you in the friend of the show league. I will share a team with you in the industry league where we can beat up on Brandon Ortega and Van Tate and Bethany Miller and okay. J.J. Buck. Like, okay. they all got it coming to them. Okay. But I... You want your own. I want my own in the friend of the show league. I love this. Because I want to be able to beat you. Okay. So stupid. Excellent. Okay. I like this better. Now, in the industry one, if you whoop us and Jeff Grammer writes an article on it, I don't – like, I want to be able to say that was your fault. And the friend of the show league, if you whoop me, I'm going to say, well, it's collusion, boys. Or, I mean, we're not going to let one of you guys win. This <laughs> okay. You're the friends of the show. All right. No, I like it. All right. So what, you're legitimately kicking people out? No, there's literally two spots open. No, there's not. Okay, I one, looked at the thing. One spot open now. One spot open now that you're going to have your right, own so team. So let's have two spots. Look, two spots. Two spots open. Friend of the show league. 505-246-0610. Reach out to your boys. We are drafting next or Monday. Or Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, wherever you want. Yeah. At TalkABQ. You get to us, we will get it. I promise. Also, you, you can call Van on his cell phone. Yeah, la, 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 la. So reach out to the program. If, you, uh, if you're a friend of the show and you want to be in the fantasy Football League, we are doing that. The draft is next Monday, the 5th. It costs, uh, it's free dollars, is that correct? Free dollars, and then the uh, uh, partners and sponsors of the show will be giving away prizes we do at the have end a, of there. We do have a lot of dumb, stupid prizes. Yeah. There's, I know there's a ton of t-shirts. I'm sure coffee's going to be in the mix. Some merch, some yeah. coffee, some tickets to cool yeah. stuff. Hey, what up, Teller Vodka? What are yeah. we doing here? Are we trying to come off one? Can, can we, we legally can we give away little... all of your stuff? Yeah, what's the deal here? Yeah. What's, uh, hey, uh... Okay. I know we give away free stuff at Tasty. Yes. I don't know if we can literally legally give away vodka. If we can, we gonna. I think we can. Yeah? If you don't sell it. I think it, there's some weird loophole where you can't give away alcohol. One of us has a server's license, and it's not okay, hold on. I'm calling. I'm calling Chris Lurig of Safe House Distilling yeah, say, and what's the deal? Teller Vodka. 
New Mexico's vodka during the commercial break. Also, we'll be giving out uh, tomorrow. We're at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Come hang out with us. We're at the Four City location. We got ice stubs tickets. Swing by, grab some ice stubs tickets from us. Make a donation to Locker 505. And by the way, the Locker 505 donations, killing right now. Yes. There's just so much stuff coming in at Pinion Coffee because you get 10% off your order or you get 25% off with a high necessity item and a social media share. So, yep. Be a part of that. We'll be at Pinon on Wednesday. We got our football preview, uh, NFL season preview on Thursday. Correct. That's going to be very good. Do we have any guests with that? We do. Our um, NFL savant, our draft savant. Ryan Ramirez. T- teenager. Ryan Ramirez. Let's go. Yeah, really Let's excited. Oh, Ryan joined us. He's going to make us look so stupid. Oh, see, he knows. Er. Yeah. And this is a fun one because how old is he? 15? 16? He's like, he's like a kid. Plays yeah. football over at Academy. He's just he's a dude. Yeah. First of all, he's a dude. Yeah. But he's going to join us for the Thursday broadcast as we're going to break down everything NFL for the entirety of that one, and that's going to be very good. And I'm not talking like storylines. I'm talking like here's the conference, here's the expectation. Yes. Let's, let's set this thing in stones. So we're going to do that on Thursday. And then Friday I am off the program van as I have a – commitment to new mexico highland soccer is there at home uh but you and robert this friday or where you at hey look at this yeah. in real time we got another addition okay to the friend of the show league of course you did three month family membership to the y for the friend of the show league let's prizes go. Okay. how about that let's go how about that so we're giving away fellowship and we're giving away football yeah okay so if you're if you're in the friend of the show league you get a membership to the y we're gonna do a bunch of Weird giveaways and stuffs, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a blast. But 505-246-0610, text the program. We will get a hold of you. Uh, or otherwise, uh, reach out to us via the social media outlets at TalkABQ, uh, every social media outlet, and we will be there, and you will be a part of that with us. Golf fan. Who's the best golfer in the world? Uh, Rory McIlroy. Tiger Woods. Okay, we're not talking all time. We're not talking historically. Okay. Right now, it's Rory McIlroy. He has a, a very hardcore allegiance to the PGA. Good for him for keeping him. But you know who number two is? No. That would be Cam Smith. Not familiar. Give it to me. Cam Smith. He's an all say. He's heck of a golfer. All right. It's very good. He is on his way out of the PGA Tour. He's so yep. far the most high-profile player who's defecting to the live tour. So he is on his way out. Him and five other golfers defected to the live tour today. Defected? And, That's and what this you're is, use? And this is like time to take live seriously. Like at the beginning, I thought maybe this might be a little hokey. Maybe it's not going to last. Maybe this a quick money grab by some, you know, some plundering golfers. But now the number two player in the world is being added to the live tour like that's a big move also harold varner the third who put out a really good letter on twitter today where he said and i'll just sum it up for you it's for the money yeah yes i appreciate you tour i appreciate you fans don't have it confused it's for the money i'm going to use the money to fund programs i push i appreciate the honesty i'm into this he's doing it for the money hmm for the love of money. <laughs> How do you feel about the honesty behind it? I'm into that. Yes, thank you. Wait, what? Why? That's the only reason people are doing this. He says, I'm going to fund my foundation through it. Sweet. Okay, so let me get this straight. 
Let's, you're he's gonna, gonna he's gonna help all the wrongs of Saudi Arabia with Saudi Arabia's money. I went to a wedding this past weekend. I met a lot of strangers. Rode a horse. Rode a horse. Yeah, that's cool. And all these, you know how it is when you meet strangers. They say, "Hi, my name is so and so." Uh, blah blah blah. What do you do? And I say, "Well, my name is Fred Slow. I identify social problems and I solve them with other people's money." Mm. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. That is. This is the thing I want to be when I grow up. I want to. I want to identify like a social herpy and say this thing can be solved with the money of like a like a like a widowed Republican. It's the, like, it's the, it's a shame you're so horrible at golf. <laughs> And there's no time for recompense. I can't get live good. Never, there's not enough practice in the world for you to make the live the, tour. The time for us to get into the live tour has passed. That oh, was yeah. three months ago yeah. when they were taking everyone. The, t- All- the time for me to even break par has passed. I just want to get good enough at golf where I don't embarrass myself. Live would have wanted us for a while. Whenever live was starting, they They're didn't just need go- for names. They need, yeah, they need personality. Yeah. They like who can go out there. Who's like, who's adjacent to golf? We got Bryson Shambo. Yeah, duh, duh, Shambo. And we got like 30 guys from Asia. Uh huh. Van and Fred. Why didn't that guy got no <laughs> shoes on over there? Who's that cat? Bring him a Diet Coke. That's not the voice of a guy running. I don't, I don't believe so. No, it wasn't even. Greg Norman, also an Aussie. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't think about this until right now in real time in this moment. Cam? Cam Smith defected mm-hmm. to play for his countrymate Greg Norman. Defected. It's not a defection. It's <laughs> not what that word means. They don't have to move to Saudi Arabia. He's, no, that's not part of the deal. They don't even hold their tournaments in Saudi Arabia. They're in like Trump golf courses. Huh? I'm not joking. I'm reading this wrong. This. <laughs> How come I don't understand what's going on with this billionaire's golf league? So, anyways, these thirty golfers who are forced to golf in Dubai. That's not the story? That's not it? That's That's not not true at all? 30 golfers kidnapped. (laughs) Saudi magnates kidnap golfers. Mm -hmm. Even a a couple nice Aussies. In a Hunger Games-style competition of survival. You ever see see Saudi Arabia, Patty Hearst's Greg Norman into compliance? That's the verb you want to use? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're going. This PGA, who just announced, like, big... Big like million dollar tournaments that were higher than other ones, and Tiger and Rory are, are, I guess, the face of this thing now. And I tell you what, I've seen this kind of thing in a lot of mostly like independent league things. So if it's like independent league baseball or football or or whatever it is, but you'll see like, hey, once a team or a league can't pay, that team or the league finds someone who can do it. Sure, and it's that's what this is. This is a hey PGA. All these golfers were like. No, don't do this. It's weird. And then Loki on the backside, they're like, hey, hold tournaments like this. Do these things. If yeah. you guys are, and then, by the way, call me. That's what this is. The whole thing's a – it's a work. Look, this is what I think is going to happen. Now that the live is so successful from having all these players defect to their league, they're going to na-na-na-na-na-na. They're going to run the league for a couple years. Na-na-na. And they're either going to rejoin – or buy out the PGA, and we're going to have a one-world golf conglomerate. So when you use words like defect in one world, (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, where's my tin hat? Yeah, Where did I put it? It's a little too much. I said it. It was just sitting right here. Boy. Yeah. NFL cuts are happening this week. We'll see some on Hard Knocks tonight, but they've, well, they've already happened. So we'll give you a breakdown of the ones that stood out to us. When we get back, it's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Your Oh, my God, man. The Saints cut Taco Charlton. That's really sad. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Well, I thought he was, was going to make the roster and contribute. Mm-hmm. Old Taco. Cooper Rush, he gone from the Cowboys. Taco is often my pick in the chili race up at Tope Stadium. So, R.I.P. Taco. The Cowboys have one. Busy Taco. The Cowboys have one quarterback, man. Okay. Cooper Rush gone. Accounting Dak? They only have Dak. Okay. So they have half a quarterback. He's on the initial 53-man roster. They have half a quarterback in Dak Prescott. Eh, three quarters. Let's give him some credit. By, and by, I know who Cooper Rush is because of, obviously I should, but Will Greer. Only because of hard knocks last year. Yeah. And yeah. Ben DiNucci. R.I.P. Ben DiNucci. They're both gone. Cut, not deceased. We don't know. They have not been deported. I I don't assume, Van. They didn't join the live tour. They were just cut. Right. There's a lot of takes here. You're not deceased to be doing the live tour. <sighs> Marlon Mack, he gone from the from the Texans. Well, well maybe he goes to uh, the Colts. And then you have a little return of Marlon Mack. I don't like that one. Okay, cool. I do a lot. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to journal about this later. Don't like that. I squeezed in a very retur- very funny return of the Mac joke. Fred didn't like it because he didn't think of it. I'm going to say Alex Leatherwood to you. You're going to say who? Oh, man. Poor Alex Leatherwood. Offensive lineman for the Raiders who was drafted 17th overall last year, and allegedly the Raiders tried to trade him to 31 other NFL teams, and 31 other NFL teams said, nah, fam. Dang. We, we good. They pulled a Fresh Prince's dad on him, didn't they? I mean, that's messed up. Yeah, a lot. 31 teams didn't want him. A guy that thinks, I think, deserves like an eighth chance. Josh Gordon got released from the Chiefs today. What? He's still got to be good. He's still got to be good. The Josh Gordon? The Josh Gordon. The wide receiver, Josh Gordon. Yes. From a team that traded away their best wide receiver. The hide receiver, Josh Gordon. That's very good. Got replaced with Juju, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Who else is there? Mecole Hardman. People are talking really highly about him. Josh Gordon? Yeah. He said he's turned his whole life around. All right, so he will be. Still high. He'll be in Tampa Bay in five minutes. There's no room. Five minutes. Five minutes. Nah, I'm reaching. Browns cut a quarterback. It's not the one you wanted. Ah, Yeah, good luck with that. Dolphins released running back Sony Michelle. 
Oh, thought he was going to be a contributor for the team. They did, thought, huh? no, no, oh, thank you. How long till he's in Tampa Bay? <laughs> hey, you want to say that one again? <laughs> Bills release tight end OJ Howard. Okay, uh, Van, I got a question for you. What? How long till he's in Tampa Bay? <laughs> I don't know. Probably pretty soon because he just came from Tampa Bay. Broncos release a quarterback. And this one makes sense to me. Okay. Because once you have Russell Wilson, you don't need anyone else. Josh Johnson, he gone. Okay. Uh, Vikings also release backup quarterback Kellen Mond. How long till Josh Johnson's in Seattle? Uh, Colts release running back Philip Lindsay. I think there's a pretty good chance he's going back to Denver. I think there's a pretty good chance of that. Why? Why is that what your gut Because he's like the perfect third running back, and the Broncos need a third running back. He's a hometown boy. Right. He'll sign for a discount. Don't hate that. Yeah. Some safeties get cut. No one cares about that. Who is Logan Ryan? Is he good? So basically nobody important got released is what I'm seeing here. Uh, Logan Ryan, who came over with Tom Brady from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. <clears throat> he got home. Here you go. Bucks did cut Tyler Johnson, who I know you like. I didn't dislike, that's for sure. You don't, you, you don't care about Kellen Mond. You already talked about that. Yeah, sure. Willie Sneed. Cool name. What? <laughs> Would you trade your name for Willie Sneed? No. That's got such a good ring to it. I have such a cool name. Fred Slow. That's a tough name. Manfred Fitzgerald Slow. It's not my name. It's not your name? It's not my name. Huh. They call you Stacy? Say my name. Say no, that's, my name. that's not my name. Yeah, I, okay. I couldn't do it. It's all right. Laquan Treadwell, he gone from the Jaguars. And you know I'm a big Jaguars fan? Uh, Jaguar. The Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguars. Jaguar. He, uh, he's not good, but here's the problem. He should be on NFL roster. Trevor Lawrence is not good. <gasps> How dare you? Okay, so my second quarterback pick in this year's fantasy draft is safe from Fred. <laughs> That's good news for Who me. Who drafts two quarterbacks? Uh, me. I draft three quarterbacks in my league that I'm commissioner of because it's a two-quarterback league. It, uh, I like having a really strong backup in fantasy. Does our, I don't care if it takes up a bench spot. I need me some good quarterback play in those bye weeks does our, in case my dude gets hurt. Email me, Fred at TalkABQ. Email Van, Van at TalkABQ, at TalkABQ on any social media outlet. If you're in for the Friend of the Show Fantasy League, does the Friend of the Show Fantasy League have regular rules, or is it... One of these dumb defensive player ones, because we're not doing that. Oh, no, no, no. The, the friend of the show league is just a basic one extra flex PPR league. Why? No. no What's all of, that verbiage? Hey, you know what I did? I got rid of kickers and the defense. So it's just all offensive players. This I year. love that. Yeah. Why even have those two? They don't matter. They don't matter at all. Unless you're Justin Tucker, which who should be in the NFL's top 50? 100%. You know what the NFL's top 50 is? Yeah, we covered it yesterday on the show while you were uh, gone. Slow news day. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, it was a Fred slow news day. It's, uh, see, that's what I'm saying. It's a good name. Okay, it's no Willie Sneed. If I was going to change my name to anything. If my name was not as cool as Van, which yeah. Van is a very cool name, if, just if, ask Van Tate. Well, if you're a handsome black guy, yes. <laughs> For you, no. What? How dare you? I'm keeping... The sports entertainment 
Vandom alive here in Albuquerque. If I was going to change my name. Hey, don't gloss over the fact that I just said Vandom, okay? We're at, Griff, we were at, <laughs> we're at Howie's the other day, Griff, like working on our Monday Night Football stuff, and we're like meeting some friends of the show or whatever, and they were like, oh my God, how do you guys know Howie's? And we're both like, well, this is where we do our Vaniversary. It's true. Which is the day, Griff, that me and Van met five years ago. We celebrated every year with a Vaniversary party. At Howie's. How come not a Fred-aversary? Why is it a Vaniversary? Well, for the exact reason you just said. It's Yeah. One sounds really good and the other <laughs> oh. one's stupid. Yes, it's a Vaniversary. Also, if I was going to change my name, I would change it to Daddy Talent. <clears throat> Related to Daddy Yankee? Not familiar with he. You don't know Daddy Yankee? I feel like Daddy Talent is a cool name. and I think Daddy Talent. You don't think it's a cool name? I mean, that's. I think that's a name that I hear a lot on uh, those documentaries I watch on the internet. Oh, okay. Something, something hub. I don't the, remember. Yeah. Just saying, if I had a pro wrestling persona and I had to name it, you would call me Daddy Talent. Daddy would, Talent. That's not a good one. You know? I don't think so. It doesn't have that immediate. Again, five zero five two four six zero six ten. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Fred's new wrestling name, Daddy Talent? That's. Okay. Griff, what's your impression of Daddy Talent? Is that a good pro wrestling name? I don't know about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> a certain type of wrestling, maybe. Griff's I was like thinking a- like a radio name because I was like, oh, Daddy Mike or something. But what? but wrestling, I don't know. Maybe okay. Daddy something Vital else. takes one day I'm off. I'm not, not feeling is, it. Yeah, it's, I don't, <laughs> not feeling it. You don't feel like if I was like, hey, welcome to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Van Nunley and Daddy Talent here. We're going to jump into today's top stories. You don't feel like that'd be a thing? I, speaking of super producer Stephanie, we've failed to mention super producer on the other side of the glass, Adrian. Oh, there we go. Here at Comcast 26 and ProView Networks. And I'd just like to let him know I did my homework, Adrian, in the uh, commercial break. Yeah. And yes, Patriot Mobile does have coverage in our service area. What is Patriot Mobile? So be very excited. Patriot Mobile is a Christian conservative uh, cell phone service. Griff, we're breaking the fourth wall. This is when conversations (laughs) outside the program (laughs) make it to the program. The Bears cut Nathan Peterman. No one cares. Oh, no, not Nate. Bills cut Duke Johnson, which I guess is a name. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It's not daddy talent. When we get back... The Sush, Josh Sushan joins us. He's going to talk to us about how the Isotopes game got canceled today. And uh, he's going to claim it was rain, but I think it's because Josh Fear. Is, yeah, it's 100% it's fear. fear. That's because, hey, yeah. the boys are slipping a little bit right now. It's like we gotta get about to back. bounce back against those losers. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome to the show, Josh Sushan. How are you? How about you? Doing good, brother. I only caught the very end of it, but what I think you said is you're very upset because the game has rained out and it's an absolute tragedy. Yes, that is correct, and I'm also very upset because Winston Bernard has been optioned to the minor leagues. I, I uh, think that, I think I'm going to be in tour and like in tears for it. Uh, I think I needed a full day to like come down from the disappointment uh, of this news. So I did not know this. When did this happen? Uh, that hurts. That hurts. It happened like three, four hours ago, I think. Yeah, I've been walking around in a funk, just like wandering aimlessly, wondering like what's the purpose of life if Winston Bernard is not. Like, seriously, what does he have to do? Like, he was performing. He was their basically starting center fielder. He was hitting 300 until the other day. He was making catches. He was about to pinch runner. 
I mean, I don't know. It's, don't it's know really tough. I'm not do, objective right? at all, but, you know, and I'm super excited for Sean Bouchard and Michael Tolia. You know, Tolia's made his major league debut tonight, but I there was just go. devastated when I saw that Winston Bernard had been optioned. Well, Tolia's, I mean, hitting three home runs a game or whatever, and he was a dude who in the history of the thing just had a pit stop in Albuquerque. Winton Bernard is Albuquerque, and what did he do wrong in a previous life? <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, this goes to show, in a lot of ways to me, like this is life as the 35th rounder, you know, that it takes 11 years to get to the big leagues. And also, even though you're playing well, this is a first-round pick from a few years ago, and we believe that he's the future, and we're going to call him up, you know? Um, I wish I knew, you know, I'm kind of looking to see, like, what the Rockies have said publicly and all that, but... um, yeah, it's it stinks, man. It totally stinks. You know, I walked around, you know, as I was arriving at Sugarland before the game got postponed and people see my Isotopes logo and they're like, Hey, Winton Bernard, you know, and they're like, Hey, he's doing you know well and even I was leaving, you know, people were like, Hey, Winton Bernard and I was like, oh, You didn't hear the news and then oh. Because he played for Sugarland as an, you know, it's one of his stops, one of his many stops when it was an independent league team, and people were pumped and they saw my logo and they wanted to talk about Winton because everyone loves him, and now here I am just you know sharing terrible news with everyone. That, that's about as bummer as I can get out of the yeah, blue. I don't, I don't like any of that. Just to recap, oh my for dog's the, healthy too. This is the worst yeah, day of my life. I agree with everything you're saying. Are called up on August the twelfth. Uh, started eight of ten games, two eighty six, three stolen baggers, <sighs> twelve hits. He's got twelve hits. Elite center field was hitting over three hundred, a shade under three hundred. Yeah. Can steal bases. Doesn't has never committed a toot bland in his whole life. Okay, that's not up here. That's a... I don't get it. He has the greatest emotional debut in the history of minor to major league baseball. Still trending on TikTok, Correct. the gram, the book, the twits. And I'm excited to welcome him back because I care about him greatly, but I kind of low-key wish I never saw him again. All right, so, Josh, yeah. we can't talk about this on air, but you're going to text me who I need to send a strongly worded email yeah, we to. Need right? to know that. We're, we're going to have some words <laughs> with some people in the organization. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, it, Winston Bernard's not the first one who took 11 years to get to the big leagues, right? I mean, just a few days after he got called up, there was a very similar story, a player from the Diamondbacks named Stone Garrett who had just played in, in uh, Barino in Albuquerque, and a similar thing where he had actually been out of baseball. He was on LinkedIn. He had become like a real estate agent, and he just sent like a note to someone was like, hey, just in case you need an outfielder, let me know. I wouldn't mind still continuing to play. That note got forwarded to the Diamondbacks. They signed him. Two years later, he was in the big leagues. There was a very emotional phone call video with him, too. And that didn't resonate. That didn't take off. And I'm not going to pretend why certain videos go viral and certain other videos don't go viral. But there was something about the Winston Bernard video with his mom that just touched millions of people. I was talking to Reagan Todd and Riley Smith about this. And I said, man, millions of people saw that. And Reagan Todd said, what do you mean millions? More like 5 million or 10 people. Then Riley Smith walked by and he goes, how about 50 million people saw that? And then we started to list like all the different places from CNN to ESPN to MLB Network. Plus, you look at the number of times that it's been viewed and the number of people who took that video. And like you said, it's still trending. Like three weeks later, it still pops up on your feed. That's 50 million people who probably saw that video. 
And that video is going to live on forever for as long as Wyndham Bernard is on this earth. And um, he's going to continue to inspire people. And what's next for him in his career, I know he's going to have a positive attitude and a smile on his face, do everything that he can to help the Isotopes win games for as long as he's back with us. Um, but, but again, my point is, he's not the first one to wait 11 years, but there was something about his story that's different than anybody else who waited that long. Josh, I have the answer right here. And it's, it's not okay. Stone Garrick. It's all these other guys. Those are just journeymen. Those are, like, like Winnen is the man. He's not a journeyman. He's like a, a guy whose story resonates so well with everyone because it's that classic, like, I did it because I love my mom. Mm. Like, it, mm. it's special and it's important. And, again, when I see him at the ballpark, whatever day we're at the ballpark, I'm going to say, welcome back. And what I'm really going to mean is, I'm so excited for that standing O he's going to oh, get, gonna get his crazy. first game back at home. Josh, how do you like? How do you experience that too? Because that's one you'll be on the broadcast. Like, how do you like? How do you retell this story? Is it a recharge? Is it a hey? When this is him starting to go back up again, or do you tell it like it's the the fairy tale that lasted two weeks and and this is probably the end of all chapters? Oh, man, um, that's a really good question, and I'm glad that I don't have to just make that decision tonight. I'm right. glad that he's, he, he was not in the lineup before tonight's game was uh, postponed. Um, you know, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks of the Dr. Seuss line, you know, don't be sad that it's over, be sad that it happened. Mm. But it's not the end of his story either. And so this is, you know, and if anything, Winston's just going to use this to motivate him even more. You know, it's not like... It's, I mean, he, he's getting better with age. It's not like, you know, he had that great 11-year run and this was some, like, courtesy call-up because he's a swell guy. He got called up because he earned it. And so, you know, I, I think that that's, again, I think I'm just going to wait for the moment. I'm going to wait till like, talk to him in person and kind of see his vibe and all that kind of stuff. Um, but maybe I just say a few words and shut up and let the crowd tell the story. I think that's where it's at right there. Don't have anything about that. Albert Pools is hit six ninety four. Josh, on a rain delay day like this, you just turn on the Cardinals game and see if you see history happen. Um, maybe. Did you see this note about the similarities <laughs> between Pujols and Serena Williams? Did you guys see this on on all the socials today? No, no, I did not. Similar right, time. Here we go. October. Yeah, excuse me. August. We're in the month of August. August 29th, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hit a home run. And the following players got hit. Vladimir Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette. 21 years later to the day, Serena Williams wins the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. And those three guys' sons, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and Bo Bichette, all recorded a hit. That's bonkers. Yeah, but what did Serena's kids do? Anything cool? <laughs> Trended on social media for being adorable. Yeah. yeah, being adorable. That's about it. Hey, legit, like Serena Williams? Yeah. 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 Really? I'm not, it's not my swan song. I'm not feeling it. Last night. I'm not feel, did you watch it last night? Did you have strong emotion? Yeah. Yeah, what? yeah, I had, I did. Like, I, 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 like, especially when it began and she double faulted back to back times. I'm like, oh no, she's not gonna. Lose. <laughs> Don't tell me she's gonna forget how to serve, you know, on this day. Uh, no, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, and I really liked that they did it after the first round, so they can kind of do all the emotions and then just let her now try and win one more. 
I'm in your corner, Josh. I think she's one of the greatest, most dominant athletes of any sport of all time. We teased the varsity for 6 o'clock. Let's flip it to 6.15. Serena Williams talk. Where are we back? Josh, thank you so much, brother. All right, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We don't know if there's going to be um, when the makeup game is going to be. It's not a doubleheader tomorrow. We know that for sure. It's just a single game tomorrow, and we'll see if this game gets made up. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Griff, how's the studio today? Everything good over there? What's up? You figure that out? Everything good? <laughs> no. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, got really prefer, two options here, guys. I prefer prefer hey. something over nothing pretty much every time. So this is an interesting hour for the friends of the show, and if you're just now getting off the office and, and you're making your way home and you're doing that thing, it's supposed to be Isotopes baseball right now. Yeah. Supposed to be first pitch of your Albuquerque Isotopes at the Sugarland Space Cowboys. But instead, it's a, and I'm not going to use the word haphazard, but I'm going to use the phrase thrown together, final hour of the program, a little bonus content. I don't know what you're talking about. We got some great content it's, last hour. Well, you. This is the stuff that would have made the list, anyways. This, it would have made the list. The lisp. Oh, speaking of lisp, I watched the first two episodes of Mike. Last night, what is that? It is wildly entertaining. Never even heard of that. It's the Hulu docu series about Mike Tyson. It is so good. Now nah, miss me with that. They break the fourth wall, talk to the camera. It's like doing different generations all at once. It's really well done. I really like it so far. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. So is it a documentary or like a show? It's a show. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a, yeah. Oh, I have to check that. It's out. Very entertaining. I don't know. And the guy who's playing adult Mike Tyson. Is a dead ringer. Yeah. They can make dragons real. It's not CGI. It's a human being that looks like Mike Tyson. It's allegedly a human being. Albert Pulis uh, popped out what of this. Allegedly. Popped out it's of It's an his actual person in real life. First picture. Just like that. Albert Pujols, who is a real person. Super popped out. His birth certificate is fake, but he is a real person. Touche. Serena Williams defeated Danka Kovanek. Okay. I don't care at all about this. I don't care about the U.S. Open. I don't care that Bill Clinton went there. I don't care. Uh, Bill Clinton and Dr. Ruth well, were sitting next to each other. So insert jokes here. I thought she passed away. What happened? Isn't Serena Williams, isn't this going to be her last? No, no one knows. Drew, allegedly. Because oh, she didn't allegedly. tell anyone. She just said she's retiring and then kept playing golf. And she's going to ride this attention train forever by putting diamonds in her hair. By the way, I think that's a rap lyric. I don't know if it actually is a rap lyric. But I think it's diamonds went in my hair when I brush, I spark. And if that's not correct, somebody correct that for me. Is it the Beatles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Serena in the sky with diamonds. That's in her a very hair. good one. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> Eleanor, Serena Williams, something, something. Nah, that's a different something, song. Something, something, that's okay. Something. Could be a uh, related to David Bowie's Diamond Dogs. What is okay? Yeah. Here's my thing. This is not a real retirement. There was a stupid press conference yesterday where she tried to draw a ton of attention to herself, which, by the way, if you ask Serena Williams what her favorite thing is, she'll say herself. And then she puts out the the Esquire article. She puts out the, not Esquire, what was it? Vanity Fair. The Vanity okay. Fair article, 
the the going away tour, the twenty one first round victories in the U.S. Open, the press conference afterwards. Uh, look, look at me, I went from I went from beads to diamonds in my hair. Like no one cares. I'm telling you, the world does not care. But everyone's like, I gotta pretend like I care. I gotta act like I'm all excited about this thing. This is a big deal. It is not. It's all a work. If there's a TV personality, if there's a radio personality, if there's an actor, if there's a person of influence, if there's any of these hollow shells that we all pretend to be with microphones in front of us that represent ideas and emotions that we simply (laughs) capture off of Twitter and then regurgitate to you, friend of the show, any show, it is a lie, it is a work, and you have been fooled. Serena Williams is the worst thing in sports and entertainment, and I can prove it to you. Uh, I can prove that you're wrong. Serena's opening round match was the highest attended event in the history of Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, got to be seen. And no way that's yeah. true because AEW is about to go there, Where and is... they're going to put on a pay-per-view, and it's, you're going to have 60,000 screaming wrestling hands going, let's go, daddy, talent. Nice, nice callback. Call that a callback in the industry. Very good, good at it. So, is it because you hate women, or black women, okay. or the sport of tennis, yep. or women's sports in general? Which let's kind of focus. Hey. Let's focus this. Griffin. Let's streamline this hate into one of these. This things. is classic media manipulation that obviously Van <laughs> would buy into. Oh, what do you mean, uh, Man Titeo had a fake girlfriend? He must be gay. That's what you're doing right now. What are you talking about? That, that's what the media did when Man Titeo had a fake girlfriend, and they're like, we didn't uh, not vet our sources and report a stupid story. He's actually gay. That's exactly what you're doing right here. That I'm is not you, what I'm doing. That I, is not what I've ever done. I'm my own sentient human being capable of individual thought, and I would steamroll and make fun of Manti Teo, but never would I accuse him of being gay because he ESPN got catfished. Did. Also, did. Fox not did. that there's anything wrong no, with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's what I'm saying. And by the way, I already identified you as hollow vessel of manipulation to draw attention to oneself. I've already identified you that way. Okay, this in the industry, and you know I came from mental health Yes. before I came to here to sports uh-huh. entertainment, Fred, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, over a decade in mental health. 14 years total yeah. if you want to mm-hmm. count them all up. What you're doing now is called projecting. You're projecting because you are so jealous of all the attention that Serena Williams is getting, all the success she's had over the career, and you wanted to be on the cover of Vanity Fair like no one else in the history of the world. And so now you're being a hater. How long were you in mental health? Uh, Thirteen and a half years. Okay, so 14 is also the number of letters in hashtag thank you, Serena. And I don't care. All of this is produced you're by, also her, bad at math. by her own count. <laughs> this is like her people are like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Fake retirement. Hear me out. Okay, we'll get some cameras out. We'll shoot a documentary. We're going to control the narrative here, people. We're going to go in front of everyone who will listen. Hey, what can we do? Oh, I got an idea. We'll get Pete Sampras to write us a letter. Yeah, no, a handwritten letter. That's what moves the dial today is someone sitting down with a quill and freaking ink going to parchment saying that, Serena, you changed the game. 
She did not change the game. She's one of many. It's cool she can hit the ball over 100 miles per hour. How about this? Because all female tennis players are made the same way now. Get away from lateral movement. Give me forward and back movement. And whoever can manipulate the game that way is going to win 20 majors in a row anyways. And at least that's a positive attention span versus what Serena Williams is doing, which is creating a false narrative around herself where she's the bully and the victim. She's one of the greatest athletes literally in the history of sports. Do you think that the purse is already made up, like what they're going to win? Or does that change depending on if more people buy tickets? Or is it always a set thing? Because I I know that the... Oh, okay. Because I know that the ticket prices shot way up to like four or five hundred dollars for her game so i just was wondering if maybe she was trying to manipulate how much she oh, got paid hey, i promise you she's in with big tennis and that she's getting <laughs> on the back end of this thing and that these tickets that should go for 35 dollars that's all their sorry griffin i didn't mean to cut you no off, no no because that's all their work and then serena Williams can get up and like do you know what i mean to tennis do you know what i mean to women do you know what i mean to uh, young kids, do you know what I mean to family? Like, no, you don't mean anything. Like, you are you are literally tricking everyone. Everyone is a fool for this. And I'm not you, Van. I'm not a lifeless vessel of, of, of conception that is created by mass media and regurgitating the narrative that dragons are cool. Because Serena Williams is not. Here, here is the narrative. And here's the narrative I'm an empty vessel for. Yeah. She's one of the greatest athletes in the history oh, of God. the universe. No, she's not. Every woman, every person of color, every woman of color should be proud of all of her accomplishments. Nope. And she should be celebrated for an amazing career. So stupid, everything you're saying. She got really good at the thing that no one else was trying to get good at. There were no other women trying to be the best tennis player in the world except for her own freaking sister. Let me tell so, you how important Serena Williams they is. They gamed it. Outside of sport. This is pop culture. If there is no Williams sisters, mm-hmm. then there is no father of the Williams sisters. Who got if a movie? There is Who no, got a movie? Is there, if there is no father of the Williams sisters, there is no movie about the passionate, loving father of the Williams sisters. And then there is no portrayal by Will Smith. And then there is no slap of Chris Rock at the Oscars. We can talk about all of her amazing accomplishments. Let's look... At this seven-step layers of seven layers of Kevin Bacon butterfly effect, uh, layers of Kevin Bacon that led to Chris Rock being slapped, and it's all Serena Williams' fault. That's right, crickets. That's what I thought, brother. Are you familiar with the Kardashian Nicole Brown thing? Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As far-fetched as it is. If the Buffalo Bills don't lose their last game in 1971. Correct. They don't, have, they don't have the first pick. Yeah. And O.J. Simpson doesn't get drafted by the Bills. Correct. Then O.J. Simpson doesn't, doesn't meet a reporter. Be, doesn't become the star. Doesn't meet yeah. the reporter. Nicole and Brown. Buffalo doesn't become a star. Mm-hmm. Moves to Los Angeles. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't allegedly commit the murder didn't get represented by rob is it rob kardashian robert kardashian robert kardashian doesn't catapult robert kardashian into prominence and then there are no kardashians there are no meteoric rise of semi-celebrities he's the dad of one of them yeah so this is all the buffalo bills fault if you hate reality television you hate the kardashians you hate everything about this 
me Instagram culture. If the Kardashians lived in Atlanta, they'd probably get robbed by the drug rich gang. They'd have a way cooler TV show. And also everything <laughs> that you just said is the reason why Serena Williams sucks because she's me culture only, cares about no one else. And if I Googled uh, Serena Williams philanthropy, I would get zero search results. Oh, my God. Don't say that out loud. Sorry, Chris Rock, that Serena Williams existed. I'm just going to Google something real quick. Serena Williams, <laughs> the, the, uh, the charity. Found, she has a foundation. All right, so I just I just typed it. First of all, if you type in Serena Williams, CHA, it's championships. So that's whatever on that. Okay. Okay, so according to uh, looktothestars.com.org, which I'm not familiar with, Serena Williams is a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. She started that in 2010. Involved which with 13 different charities? She's involved with zero. It says 13 right there. These aren't that real charities. One of the charities is called the Serena Williams Fund. Stuck up much? <laughs> <laughs> she's, again, she's in Elton John's AIDS Foundation. That just means she wants to hang out with Elton John. She's in Eva Longoria's Foundation. Is that Evan Longoria spelled wrong? Is that the third baseman of the Tampa the minor, Bay? The minor leaguer in the San Francisco Giants? That's what I need to know. So stupid. She's stupid. Hey, but cool. Everyone who got tricked by her. Get emotional. Serena Williams saves the game. She's revolutionary. All of this is true. Not true. Griff, I got your text. I don't know if you mean to say you're on one or if you're on air, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> the war. Yeah. It peaked about five minutes ago. Me being on one? Yeah. All joking aside, that was rough for even me to listen to. And I've known you for five what years. What's going on about right now? <laughs> You're a pawn to this. Okay. Time. Hey, our last six women of color who are still listening, please text Fred. None of them are looking up Serena Williams. Because they already know everything about her because of the proud culture. No. That's what I'm saying. You can't just be like, look at me. That's not how it works. That's what Serena Williams is doing. She's not saying look at me. She's playing in her final tennis, and everyone is saying, hey, look at her. Here's what happened. She's played in 20 U.S. Opens. Is one in the first round of all of them. Plays in the 21st wins in the first round, and all these people are like, I can't believe it. Do you not have context clues of the previous 20 U.S. Opens? What do you mean you can't believe it? It happens literally every time. I didn't hear any of that talk that they can't believe it. She wasn't favored to beat this um, Russian athlete playing as a non-Russian athlete so that she could enter the country or whatever. They all have different rules over there. Good Lord. Now i got to hear you talk about Albert Pujols next. I hope he gets it in bat whenever we get back. <laughs> Tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Okay, we're back at it. We're on this program together. It's like 40 more minutes of this program because there's no Isotopes baseball tonight. Our apologies and also you're welcome. There is that. You get so much baseball. You only get so much of us. League Office 280 at i9sports.com. Today's i9 Varsity. If you're not familiar with the i9 Varsity, welcome to the program. What it is is we take a talking topic throughout the program and then we identify the best of that topic, including the uh well the varsity team so this is not the jv this is not the b team this is the varsity team mm-hmm. connect with 
I9Sports 505-312-4999. Reach out to they as they are starting fall sports as we speak. Flag football is coming up. What's up? You excited? It's my favorite of the footballs. Yeah? Flag? Yeah. Everyone has to Less be qu- major injuries. Everyone has to be quarterback one time. Really? I like that. That's nice. It's like, yeah, it's real nice. You get to play. I get to play. Yeah. Today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of assumed names. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this came up earlier because I forgot the reason. Yeah. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, go ahead. All right. So when I first moved to the Southwest, I really struggled with Southwest names. Okay. Okay. Like just words in Spanish is basically what you're saying. So I thought it was already Not names, but basically... I thought it was Ariana Grande. Which it is in a lot of places of the country. Yeah, because I didn't know it was Grande because it's spelled incorrectly. So okay. Ariana Grande was was my understanding. So I'm going to give you Ariana Grande as, as one that I had, long, I had wrong for a long time. Okay. Yep. Huh. Next on my I-9 varsity of incorrect names... That's, is that where we're going? To, incorrect names? Uh, assumed. Assumed. Assumed, names. assumed names. Excuse me. Griff, get ready. Assumed names. So uh, I think that you're going to see a theme here. Pretty develop. quick. Pretty fast. Yeah. Pretty fast. Um, first, I'm going to go with Chucklehead. What? Chuck- yeah. That's not my assumed name. My name's Van. Mm-hmm. Quit calling me old-timey insults, Fred. Not- enough, enough of your old-timey insults. The name's not Chucklehead. <laughs> you don't mean Knucklehead. I mean Chucklehead. Is there, uh-huh. is there a definition okay. of what that is? Yeah. Is that, a, is that a person who stays up too late at night? And- You're the one that says all these old-timey cuss words at me. You should know. <laughs> Them are fighting words. That's kind of like your thing. Griff, do you okay. have an assumed name? Yes. Okay. First of all, I have to um, comment on yours. Had you never been to a Starbucks where you ordered a grande? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, mine is T-Pain. Tahim. Painicio. Okay, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. yeah, crazy name. That's a, okay, that's a super good one. Okay. It's not the best in that category, which right. would be Flo Rida. Ooh, I didn't think of that that's name. That's actually... Florida. That's, uh, that's short for Florence Griffith Joyna Ryderson. Ralph Lauren's a real person. Okay, cool. cool okay. <laughs> okay, go on. Is that it? No, yeah, that's it. It's uh, No weird spellings or anything you had to change? Didn't drop a steen? Well, to me, it seems like one of those, like, you know, people take Target and go Target. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, Ralph Lauren. <laughs> no, it's just Ralph Lauren. Yeah, mm. Ralph Lauren. Excuse me. <laughs> Ralph Lauren. Sorry. I do not know Ralph Lauren. No. Is he that the horse shirt guy? What? F1. <laughs> <laughs> what game of polo do he play? <laughs> Never play polo. Yeah, Ralph Lauren, real person. That's a good one. Yep. All right, next on my I-9 varsity of assumed names. Mm-hmm. I'm going with a fop doodle. Fred likes to call me old timey cuss word names. Not correct. He always comes coming around. Hey, where's that fop doodle van? 
I was like, the na- it's not my name. Quit calling me Fop Doodle, Fred. By the way, I feel like if you answer to something, that is your name. So if someone's like, hey, dummy, okay, and you, you turn around and look, your name is then Dummy. Mm. That works for me. Okay. That, is that why this all started? <laughs> Griff, do you have another one? I have Jamie Foxx. Eric Marlin okay. Bishop. So I knew that one. Mm. I knew that one. I know the origin behind this. So Jamie Foxx uh, started in stand-up comedy van. Very talented and guy. He, yeah, but at the time, he wasn't getting the opportunities mm. as Eric. So what he would do is he went to a stage name, Jamie Foxx, and he found that comedy clubs, without knowing him, would put him at the front because they thought he was a lady. And they wanted to have a lady up there oh, performing. Nice, very smart. I was smart. thinking Red Fox, but no. And popular at the time was Vivica A. Fox. So the idea was Jamie Fox had to be a had to be a pretty lady. Ah, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. Also, uh, Jamie. Fo- this is a real one. There's no punchline here. Jamie Fox may be my favorite actor. Maybe. Okay. Also, share the same birthday. Oh, you got the same um, birthday. Yeah, that's nice. He's good at everything. Every, literally everything. Anything he wanted to do, he would be the best at. Actor? Yes. Athlete? Yes. Uh, music? Singer? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that he's been in a Broadway play. Dancer? Yeah. Uh, if The Rock pegged him. The best impressions. Very good impressions. Yeah, he's Insanely a perfect. good. He's a perfect mimic. You ever seen his Kanye West? It's like you're talking to Kanye West. Yeah. Have you seen the video he put out of him doing Trump impressions last week? No. It's the best I've ever heard. Stop being on the show and text me that. It's perfect. All right, guys, I got one. Okay, hit me. Is it Lindsay Lohan or Lindsay Lohan? Okay, I don't know either. Hmm. One of them is incorrect. One of them is correct. Which one is? Lohan. Which one's the twin? (laughs) There's no. Lindsay Lohan got really famous. What happened to her twin sister? In the parent chat. Yeah. Is it Lohan or Lohan? Lohan. Lohan. It's actually elsewhere. Her family owns the live tour. This, okay, very good. Very <laughs> comical. Okay. <laughs> Next on my I-9 varsity uh-huh. of assumed names. Yep. It's Poltroon. Fred stomps through the door, and he said, Hey, put down everything you do, and you poltroon, and get over here. <laughs> and I say, Fred, that's all I can take out of you. Quit calling me these old timey cuss word names. So I know what pol- I can't handle it. I know what poltroon means. Okay, your your example is very bad. Okay, so you're a poltroon if like if you and I are belly up to the saloon bar, okay, mm-hmm. and say like a young buckaroo walks in, okay, through those Dutch doors at the front of the building, sure, and he says, he looks at me in the eye, and you're with me, and he says, Daddy Talent. <laughs> you step outside here for a showdown and if you don't come to assist me that makes you a poltroon because you're cowardice yeah yeah cowardice yeah man. yeah <laughs> yeah very when those van don't scale this man ain't yellow we went all the way two and a half hours without a wire reference so <laughs> had to squeeze one in there the uh i get it like daddy talent understands sure you got another one griff i do pitbull right. Armand, Armando Christian Perez. Ooh. A C P is a cool like monogram. Tronogram. Mm. Triogram. Mm. 
Traumagram. I, I don't know where Ace. he came up with Pitbull. Well, Mr. Worldwide. That's <laughs> Worldwide. Um, senior. Yeah. Van, you just want to throw off some more old-timey insults before we... Uh, no, you got this. another one? No, no. I'm giving, okay. the, I'm giving you the remainder as I feel like... Okay, finally on my I-9 varsity. Don't do number 42. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because that's the one I was going to choose. Sometimes I'll just be hanging out, minding my own business, Griffin. Uh-huh. And out of nowhere, I hear, Hey, look at that guy. Isn't he a skin flint? And I'm like, Fred, the name's Van. Quit calling me these old-timey cuss word names. Can't handle it anymore. A person who <laughs> spends as little money as possible or a miser. Mm. That's uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't ask me. Strong work. I'm just a panda. <laughs> Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM6 and D Sports Animal. All right, Tyler O'Neill is up to bat. He's 0-2 for the Cardinals. Over two today. Sorry, it's a 3-1 count. The way I said that sounds stupid. Albert's over two today. He had 694 yesterday, and obviously I'm a Cardinals guy. I'm from Poojie in the six hole? Is he up? Is he up next? I believe he's in the seven. Seven hole. So he's going to hit this inning. He should. So he hit finally this gets inning. a call one on air. Yeah. Because and Albert's taking two swings today and has two pop outs, so it's not like yeah, I know he's hitting off a right hander. Okay, seriously Damn. debilitated. <sighs> Just I don't love your energy. I mean, what I said was Albert pulls up to bat. He's totally going to hit a homer. <laughs> That's what I said. So at the top of the seventh, Albert pulls at the bat, and he is staring down. Who's this? I don't know who this guy is. Kunal. Who's this cat? Jimmy Kimmel's cousin? Inside ball one. Oh, Kunal. 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 So Kunal's inside, low and inside, Albert Pools, 0 for 1. And, oh, uh, my mistake, hit by a pitch as well. So uh, Pujols is going to say he's, he doesn't look worried at all. Maybe it's a case of a Kunal Matata right here. Pulls one down the third baseline, hit as hard as any human being has ever physically done anything in their life. Bounces it off the chest of whatever triple A is playing third base for the Reds. <laughs> It's getting pretty bad out there. And Albert Pools trots off uh, unsuccessful in his bid for six ninety five, and the masses exhale. Look, I'm, I'm not really that concerned about seven hundred. Uh, it's a great number. He's a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer, no matter what. Well, that's true. I just want him to get ahead of Alex Rodriguez. That's two more. Is that right? Three more. Three more. Yeah, needs two to tie, three to get ahead. I'm about that life. Really want him to go ahead of Alex Rodriguez. I don't hate Alex Rodriguez the way that you do. And Not a lot of people do. You don't hate him because... Nothing to do with baseball. All Jennifer or cheating. Lopez. It's all Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. He was like... Who, who's ahead of him in the hit list? Maybe... Jeter, of course, right? Jeter. John Mayer. John Mayer. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Sting. Dennis really? Sting? Hasn't Sting been married for a long time? No, it's not part of their deal. No? Oh, oh, oh. Really? Sting got it like that, huh? Dennis Rodman. Note to self. Learn more about Sting. Okay. <laughs> That's the notes. Yep. 
That's such a stupid note. I'm going to figure out how Sting pulls this off and incorporate it into my life. Did you know that Sting pays $1 a year to the pro wrestler Sting to use the name and likeness Sting because the pro wrestler Sting has the name Sting copywritten and that the performer Sting, when he wants to use the name Sting, pays $1 annually to Sting for the opportunity to use the name Sting. How much does the fish that uh, killed old what's-his-name, how much does he have to pay? Okay. How did yeah. Sting not have that name? It, well, the, it was the copyright. Was oh, busy. he just never copyrighted. Uh, yeah. Too busy with all that tantric sex with strangers right. that aren't his wife. You asked me the name of the swordfish, or not swordfish, of the stingray yes. that killed Steve Irwin. Correct. Stingray. Old stabby boy. It's a stingray joke. Yeah. Too soon? Too soon? 505-246-0610. I recognize your Jennifer Lopez thing. Like, okay. I get it. Yes. I also grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Salma Hayek, though. Really? Salma Hayek all day. Salma Hayek over J-Lo? Hey, all night. Huh. If we're going 90s hot, Salma Hayek is very high in the 90s hot list. Okay. Oh, obviously. Are we doing a double varsity today? Is yes. this what we're doing? That's what we're doing right now. Instead so, of you praising uh, Albert Pujols for had, 13 minutes? I had do... set up the program for Albert to home run and then for me to milk that cash cow all the way to a quarter till, okay? Smart. Catherine Zeta-Jones, also on the 90s hot list. Super hot. Catherine Zeta, for sure. Uh, yeah, I just don't think you should be confused by all the rocks that she's got, Fred. I'm not confused by the rocks that she's got. You better I not recognize be. that she's still Ginny. Good. Ginny from the block. I just signed up for a new, you know, because we had the rain out of the isotopes. Yeah, that's correct. If you're looking for the isotopes game right now, uh, you're going to be wildly disappointed. Uh-huh. But lucky for you, you get bonus time with the boys. I set my uh, parking meter for the amount of time that we were supposed to be here originally. Yeah. I just got an alert that uh, my meter is oh, off. So um, hope I don't get a ticket. There's an app for that? Yeah. Are you messing with me? No, I, oh, I, I'm going to give the uh, parking lot across the street a try. Huh. I'm going to give them a whirl. They I got didn't their know own that app. that was possible. It's not this again. Hold on. You said it's, a timer that told you, or there's an app for the parking lot? There's an app for the parking lot. Shut up. Yeah. Will what? you send that to me? Yeah, it's Air right here. Right that to me right now. It's right here. All right, I'm signing up right now. It's not the city, by the way. It's not for the parking meters on the street. That what? you got to set a timer yourself for those. Oh. But the parking lot, Caddy Corner. Give me your credit right card. Right across number. the street. <laughs> okay, it starts with <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, Jennifer Connolly, Elizabeth Hurley. I mean, Liz the... Hurley. Oh, she she had like a really high peak there for a minute. Didn't oh, you're she? thinking of Shania Twain. Uh, I'm often thinking of Shania Twain. Yeah. She peaked when she threw all that shade at Brad Pitt for absolutely no reason whatsoever. (sighs) I mean, come on, Halle Berry. The Man, I Feel Like a Woman album, 1997. Greatest crossover banger of all time. Is that the name? That's not the name of the album. Come on over. Come on over. over. That's better. Yeah, come on over. The greatest crossover. With the hit single, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Man. It's the greatest crossover album of all time. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm adding that to my top three walkout songs. 
Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Just the beginning, though. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> Get me pumped, baby. That's a very good one. Hall- yeah. Halle Berry, Faith Hill, Sandra Halle Bullock. Halle Berry, that's strong work, my friend. Oh, I got my number one right here. Okay, hit me. Denise Richards. Oh, that's really good. Do you ever see Starship Troopers? Of course. I only saw one part. Wonderful treatise on patriotism. <laughs> it's very smart. It's an insanely smart movie. It's so smart. Yeah. I didn't get it when I was younger. Griff, have you seen yeah. Starship Troopers? Hey, okay. I want to say the... I probably did, but it's been so long. It's a satire and all quiet on the Western Front. It's incredible. Okay. Every star from Saved by the Bell. Like all of them. In this order. Dustin Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Uh, who, by the way, little known fact. Yeah. Uh, had a brief stint in the adult film industry. That's not little known. That's a fairly known fact. Is it really? Yeah. I was late to the party. Is that million people saw I guess I need to refine my searches. Mark Paul Gossler, <laughs> Mario Lopez. Lark Voorhees is a special place in my heart. Mm, Lisa Turtle. Yeah. Mm. 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 This is a real one, and uh, I know this. Hasn't aged a day. Stacy Dash. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You have got to be messing with me. You and I have talked about this one off the air, like in our in our lives of just. I'll legit beers. be a vampire. You're a Christina Applegate guy so hard. Nah, average. <laughs> yeah, you know you know me, man. I like I like that. Uh, I'm more of like a Yasmin belief. Okay, kind of give me something exotic. Yeah, yeah. like not Carmen Cindy Electra. Crawford, not Michelle Pfeiffer, but yes, Marissa Tomei. Some Carmen. Oh, Marissa, because not just looks like Marissa Tomei. Bringing that big league personality too. Yeah, yeah. Diane Lane, mm-hmm. Shannon Elizabeth. Rosa the list Price. is very good of nineties. After that, you lose me a little bit. Two thousands, I didn't get as much. Why is that? I don't know because Kim Basinger wasn't in the mix anymore. Uh, yeah. The rise mm. of Angelina Jolie. She really wasn't there quite yet in the nineties. Stacy Dash is a very good answer. Mm. Stacy Dash. Oh my God! To this day, right now. Of course, J-Lo. Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was such beauty in the 90s. What happened? What happened? Women are still beautiful. What are you talking about? Cosmetic oh. surgery. All right. Well, that's oh, right. yeah. They turned people in the... Turned 50-year-old women into 35-year-old All the touch-ups. Lizards. So people don't even about? look the same. Touch-ups. You are correct. Because Sarah Michelle Gellar today would not look the way Sarah Michelle Gellar looked in the 90s. Liv Tyler in the 90s. Mm. Tia Carrera. Oh, Tia Carrera. From that's Tia strong work. Yeah, that's strong work. Wayne's World is the only movie I've seen more than one time. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Yeah. It's the funniest movie of all time. There's something about Dana Carvey playing Garth in Wayne's World that is a comedic pleasure. He, he's so good. He's so good in everything. Practice squad salaries whenever we get back. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports animal. Well, we did an extra hour. I guess it's a regular hour. I don't. What are the it's rules? It's like the regular show. We just didn't get kicked yeah. off early, is what we did. So we had attended to, but then it got changed to, and this is what we ended up with. Don't do that. It's too tricky. All right, got it. Okay. You found 
an article, man, on NFL practice squad salaries. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think I'm going to be as surprised as you're making me out to be. Okay, so I knew that they were well compensated, mostly because of housing per diem, not having to spend any money. Practice squad players make $11,500 a week. A week. Give it to me. $11,500 a week. For how many weeks? So, okay, you the season's 18 weeks, right? Okay. You get extra time if your team goes to the playoffs. You need a practice squad longer. But that's $207,000 for 18 weeks. That is an amazing gig. What a gig. 200 grand? I assume like they get paid like 50 grand. You have to live in Cleveland. Okay, there's a lot of places like that, Thread. Okay, Cincinnati has also entered the chat. God, so much Ohio okay. hate. Detroit. All right, so you're saying 207000 to be a practice squad player. Cool. Uh, do you know what those same players made off NIL deals in college just six months earlier? Uh, more. Okay, more. <laughs> but they, they graduated and they got drafted and then cut, so whatever. So they could make a maximum with the playoffs $358,000 for three months' work. That is so wheat. It's not three months, though. Sure. I mean, okay, you exercise year-round. Cool. But while you're employed by the team, that is $358,000 for anywhere in between 18 and 24 weeks. That is strong work. That is excellent. That is, hey, famous words of my grandpa. It's good work if you can get it. Some, uh... Southeastern New Mexico wisdom right there, Fred. From Van Senior Senior. Uh, LZ Arthur was his name. EA. EA Smokey Nundley Uh-oh. was my grandfather. Andale, Andale, Mama. <laughs> EA, EA Nunley. That is my grandpa. 200K is good work. Yes, $207,000 for 18 weeks of work. Yes. I'm doing the math in my head. I know what I make. Who makes $207,000 for 18 weeks of work? Nick Cage when he steals the Constitution? I don't know. Hyper-specific? Yes. Also, let's talk more after when we're off air. <laughs> About stealing the About stealing Constitution. the Constitution. It's, you know what it is? No. No, what is it's it? good work if you can get it. No one. <laughs> what, who's paying for that? Is someone contracting you to steal it? Yeah. Can't say his name on air. We're in Albuquerque. You know right. what happens here. So what you're not thinking Snitches about. get stitches. I don't hate contract work. Contract work's fine. I think the issue I have is if you are going to steal the Constitution for someone, the amount of compensation I would want, I think is almost, nah, it's not greater. But it's so very close to stealing the Constitution for yourself right. and then selling it on the dark web. So what's your price? Because I'm talking about being on the practice squad of Constitution thieves and getting paid this amount of money. So you're talking about being like a – like if you, you, help them tra- you help them train. You help the real Constitution thieves, and we'll use Nick Cage in this scenario. He's the actual Constitution thief. He's going to make the big bucks. All right, he's going to get the $47.5 million a year, but we're just helping him train. I'll take two hundred grand. Give me two hundred grand for 18 weeks of work to 
eventually steal the Constitution. Are you kidding me? Nick Cage's name in National Treasure is Benjamin Franklin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is stupid. There's some really... Benjamin Franklin Gates is his name. Ben Franklin Gates. Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. So you want to be the practice squad, which is if we were to build a faux museum yes. slash Fort Knox yes. to put a constitution in, you want to be security guard number one mm-hmm. who who catches the, a bullet. I don't know what – I've never seen National any, Treasure. Any, any scenario. In my head, National Treasure yeah. is just like Mission Impossible. And it's you go and you have to be suspended over a computer and you can't sweat. Okay. I've never seen National Treasure. I cannot stress this enough because okay. I'm breaking down my understanding of what National Treasure is. You, uh, You're missing out. I love those oh shows. Griff. Well, don't, don't just point this at Fred because I make stealing the Constitution jokes all the time. Yes. And uh, I've never seen the movie either. Yeah. It's just like um, the Da Vinci Codes. I love those ah, ones too. Da Vinci Code. Apple, Fred. Ask me the if, code is uh, Apple. Ask me if I've seen Da Vinci Code. <laughs> code is the code is Apple, because of gravity. I actually found one of those little lock, um, little puzzle things. You just put in Apple. No, I actually it, it. Someone messed it up, and I had to figure out how the code, my own code, and so it was a trust. It. Yeah, they did not mess it up. They- <laughs> They, they locked, locked it, it and so then didn't works. have it, so it was trust. <gasps> oh, how long did that take? It took me about a month. That's pretty good. All right, so I'm looking at what a Da Vinci Code toy is. This is like a fidget spinner. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's like this round thing. And when you put your little looks like code the in, one. the top pops off, and then you can put messages in it. Okay, yeah. so this seems- or drugs, whatever, drugs, whatever yeah. fits anything. This seems to me to be like a this is like an Adams family thing, right? That's it's it's that kind of energy. I think it's a it's got big Da Vinci Code energy. I would say because that's right. exactly where it's from and what it was for. This toy seems like a Pugsley centric episode of Adams Family. Interesting. The worst episode. I haven't seen National Treasure, and guess who hasn't watched a lot of Adams Family? The Wednesday, Wednesday episodes are the worst. Pick up on that reference. Why are you busy on Wednesday? Elvira is not actually in the Adams family. I had a lot of confusion with that as a child. Van, anything we missed? Oh, my goodness. Anything that we missed, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Griff, you did so very good to th- today. Thank you. Adrian, excellent job. Thank you. For good me. job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.